Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. And tonight we are talking with Josh Hatton and Mark Green of Josh and Green's Wild Aussie Adventure. So we stumbled, well, I stumbled upon these guys. I'm always, always searching for people herping Australia, right? I mean, I, no, I don't you, think there's you not enough television anymore. YouTube content just... <laughs> of herping Australia. I, I watch hikers that go hiking in Australia. Yeah. I watch, you know, like Josh Carr, his YouTube channel is amazing, you know, um, but uh, um, just cool stuff. So I stumbled upon these guys and at the very beginning of their video, it says top end pythons. And I was we like, know oh those my God, people. <laughs> I, know, I know them. <laughs> so, uh, so I figured let's reach out and let's, let's have a chat and uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, their YouTube channel. Then um, they, they got some, some awesome, awesome content that they got going on there and um you know we we are stuck here owen when yes. we we've yes. missed what two trips so far that i have missed i have missed one i was not gonna make the last one so i oh, have okay. missed what would have been this one so yeah yep. um yep. so yeah we were we were hoping that everything would be cleared up in october of 2021 but apparently the world said no not, yep so still waiting <laughs> no so. so still waiting and waiting but uh, you're leaving for Arizona, Arizona. In, a, in a few days or yeah. a week or whatever it is. Yeah, a um, week and a couple days. So going to Arizona, I will hunt rattlesnakes. Yep, with hunting Gila rattlesnakes. monsters. Yes, Gila so monsters, the, rattlesnakes. Before we jump into Australia and forget yeah. about the U.S., crap, crap, okay. crap. Yeah. Uh, what do you hope to find there? <laughs> Dude, Rob sent us a list, and there were so many rattlesnakes on there. I'm like, yes, please. I'll take two sidewinders right? and a Gila monster, and that's fine. It's cool because I'm going with, um, of course, Rob will be there. He's like our yes. small little Sherpa on all type, all herping trips. Like He's planned everything. But Keith's right. going to be there. So I almost have the entire um Owen python collegiant um it's uh yes. i'm gonna print out a picture of you and have it on a popsicle stick and i'll just there carry it around places so like Wait. i'll just put it down what yeah here's the thing though i okay, don't now. care what rattlesnake you find i'm not i don't care how many rattlesnakes you okay. find yes i don't care what species it is it. i don't care no. where it's at it could okay. be the perfect picture picture in situ doesn't uh -huh. matter uh -huh. it is not going to ever touch finding an owen pelly python well, of course <laughs> of course that is that's <laughs> right. the idea okay well, well and rob's like what's your dream species that we're gonna find i'm like is uh, do they have ops in arizona and he's like no i'm like well then i don't know what to do so <laughs> why are we it's, going <laughs> yeah why are we why are we doing this so it's yeah but no uh, I'm, I'm i'm excited to see that especially because you guys went to texas cool, without me and found yeah. like all the rattlesnakes you could ever possibly find so right. uh I am definitely looking forward to going and finding some stuff. So, yeah. And plus, dude, I need to get out and do some herping. Come on, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. So, but, uh, yeah, we're going to, my allergies are real bad. So if I'm, if I cough or whatever during this, uh, episode or if you hear me gasping for air, it's all right. We're going to keep the, pushing like, on. The show must hit go the, on. Hit the, hit the <laughs> Mute adrenaline into your thigh. Pushing. Yeah. It's fine. Keep Sorry. going. Uh, but, uh, all right, enough of us rambling. Let's get uh, Josh and Mark on the show. Josh and Mark, welcome to Morelli Python Radio. How you doing? Uh, you're, we're talking to you from the future, I guess, right? We're in the past. You're in the future. <laughs> Going fantastic. Thank you guys for having us on. Thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So go ahead, Owen. You, you, you start your, uh, your, oh, what happened? What, what's happening? 
Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going on, but uh, so we normally ask people when they first come on to the show, it's like, what, what got you into like reptiles and stuff like that? And obviously you guys are like huge nature guys, but it kind of seems like you lean towards the reptiles a little bit. So, I mean, what, what got you guys into that whole thing? Most, most definitely. We've, we've always been, you know, right into all wildlife. Um, but for myself and Mark, reptiles have always been our main passion. Um, mm. And, you know, ever since being five years old, running around catching lizards in your backyard in Australia, you know, it's pretty easy to get drawn into seeing them. And, of course, having a, a mentor like Steve Irwin to look up to, that was kind of how I started. Um, mm. I, was, I was keeping... You know, I got my first ever reptile when I was uh, seven years old. I got a, a eastern long neck turtle, um, and from then the curse had hit. I uh, I was had blue tongues and you know Jackie dragons from down the creek. And by the time I was I was eleven years old, I I had about thirteen reptiles already. So <laughs> um, we've all I've always I've always gravitated towards reptiles and um, have been fortunate enough to. To keep them at home and see a lot in the wild and work with them professionally as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, similar to Josh. I mean, pretty similar to most people, I guess. Um, yeah, I was like six years old when I got my first snake. Pretty much nagged mom and dad, like, I want a pet snake, I want a pet snake. And eventually <laughs> convinced around. And um, yeah, I got a coastal carpet, hatchling coastal carpet for my first snake at six years old. Six years old and you got a coastal carpet python? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is... It started quickly, and I had to sort of adapt to it. I think I was about seven or eight. Got got bitten by this thing that's like five foot long. I'm crying, mom and dad. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it still didn't deter me, and then you know the same sort of just progressed from there. Um, probably between fifteen and sixteen, that's when we started getting into more looking for wild herps um, rather than mm. But um, yeah, still always maintained a fairly large captive collection at the same time. That's that's awesome. So, like, what do what do you guys collections look like now? Currently, with you Wait, guys doing Owen, the wild, what? I have to pause. I just noticed he has a rattlesnakes of Arizona shirt. I'm, uh, yeah, what on. the hell is that? And I have a carpet python shirt on. <laughs> what am I doing wearing a blood python shirt? Damn you, Matt Matola! Uh, very cool. Like, <laughs> when you were talking about rattlesnakes of Arizona, I was I was doing these ones. Is that like sorry? Is is that like something that like I know we're talking about going to Arizona? We're like, oh, we can't go to Australia, so. I guess we'll fuck around in Arizona looking around for rattlesnakes. Like, is that something that you guys are like, uh, I want to go like, like right now. <laughs> Arizona is absolutely tops. I was lucky enough to go there a few years ago is where I got this shirt. Okay. Some of the best herping I've ever done. Some of the scenery and going around looking for healers and rattlers. It was such a cool place. <laughs> so when you're oh, wow. going herping in Arizona, I'm very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you guys yeah. are leaving tomorrow. For, you guys uh, are gonna like walk over a diamond python and be like, eh, there it is again. Yeah. Same one that's diamond in my yard. Python. Fucking thing. Yeah, and then just keep yeah. going about your day. Yeah. So <laughs> so back to the thing, like what do your guys' yeah, collections look like currently? Like, what are you guys working with? So myself and Mark are actually living together at the moment. Um, okay. At, at the moment, I don't have uh, heap, heaps. I've got um, some uh, maculosa. Um, I've got a couple of diamond pythons as well. Nice. Um, 
got rough scale pythons and jungles. Um, I've, I've downsized massively. At one point when I was, uh, I was 17 years old, I had 120 snakes at my house and that was just my <laughs> private collection. Uh, so, you know, with the idea of myself and Mark being able to get out into the, into the wild a bit more, um, I had to downsize to, to a smaller collection. Uh, Mark's, still, Mark's yeah. still got a few I'm, things. I'm, I'm, I'm meaning to downsize. I've been trying to downsize for like the last couple of years, but it's just so <laughs> um, yeah. I've, I've got the, the scrub python for this enclosure in the back. And she's not currently in there, but um, yeah, she's about four meters long at the moment. Had her since a hatchy. Um, other pythons, yeah, got like northern diamonds or probably like what you guys would refer to integrates. Um, I've got mm-hmm. a really nice wine of those outside in the Avery. Um, real nice high yellows. Um, nice. Yeah, a couple of just bits and pieces like Marble Children's, Ruffies. Um, and then I've also gone to like the Aussie Lapids, so I keep a, a few Lapids as well. Albino Death. Oh, cool. Um, Tiger Snake. Um, Butler, Butler Eye, Spotted Mulga Snakes. Right, cool. Um, yeah, I've had a fair few brown snakes over the year. I've cut back on them quite a bit now. I've just got uh, straps now to brown and a, a mangonite at the moment. Um, okay. I think that's it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a it's, Do you have a favorite species of venomous? Yeah. Um, as, yeah, probably speckled brown is probably the biggest thing on my wish list. Um, okay. Been trying. I want. I want to get hold of them eventually, but waiting off at the moment. The price tag's a bit bit rich at the moment, so. And also not a standard one, so I'm just I'm just holding off. So I, I'm going to ask this question because yeah. the, the listeners at this point, they won't be able to see that there is this no. huge enclosure behind you guys. That's like, yeah, it's like, a, it's like make our, Nipper our have a tear in his eye compared to yours. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I think we could have a party in there. It's so I mean, you, could live, the, the, you could live in there comfortably. <laughs> oh, yeah. easy. Yeah. 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 You, yeah no I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Um, at the moment because it's, because it's sort of semi-outdoor indoor, so like this is this is my lounge. Like we're sitting in the lounge room, and then it's yeah. attached onto the outside of the house, so like I can open up my lounge room windows to get access into the enclosure. But then there's also an outdoor full door that I can walk in there and stuff as well. But yeah, that's yeah, cool. Because it's semi-outdoors, it lets natural sunlight in. But um, it right. doesn't work for the it, obviously it's quite blurry as you guys can see. So <laughs> <laughs> it looks quite better at night. It's got downlights and stuff in it, so at night. It'll, it'll really light up and look awesome. We've been mock rocking right. in there, having a party in there, let me oh, tell you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. so excited to get these snakes because Mark's snakes, uh, have, Mark's got a big scrubby and I've got a scrubby as well. Um, but she's okay. a little bit too small, I think, to to be with Mark's just yet. We don't want to risk. Oh, we don't uh, okay. All right, yeah. This point in time, but having a big scrubby there when we're sitting on the couch watching the football is going to be perfect. Oh that's, man, that's that's yeah. the idea. I mean, Eric's got this one room that's got a window in it, and I, I bet you right now he's like, "How can I convince my <laughs> wife to allow me to have an outdoor yes. enclosure attached yes. to the house through a window <laughs> to, <laughs> to an indoor yeah. enclosure?" Yeah, uh, I, I will have to work some magic and you know, know yeah. buy some presents or something. Gonna to, have to do uh, something with sweet that. Yeah. Talk. yeah. Um, so that's, that's a good here's a question for you guys as, as, as being guys that go out into the field now and whatnot, and, you know, saying you're downsizing your collection a bit and whatnot, but are, are you, um, do you get fueled 
by going out and seeing an animal in the wild and then you sort of want to see it in captivity or is it vice versa to where you have worked with an animal in captivity and you got to see it in the wild? And how has that changed your whole thought of keeping reptiles? For myself, I, I've been so lucky to have kept and worked with worked with many of species of Australian reptile and, and also exotic reptiles as well. And for me, getting out into the wild and, and, and have worked with them and then seeing them in their natural habitat and you know, seeing the variants and, and the you know, environment that they live in has, has always been a, like a major draw card for me. Um, mainly I love to go out and see animals that I've kept or, or animals that I do want to keep in the future as well because yeah. I, I really do believe by you know, seeing their natural environments and conditions that they have to put up with and the conditions of certain individuals themselves, you know, you can really get a good idea of how to keep that species. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. I think it's um the more time you spend in the wild and, and the same just uh, like I guess we're having more of an approach where we like to sit back and actually observe what the animals are doing and then use that to to better our captive animals, you know, at the end of the day mm -hmm. we try and provide the best um environment we can for them in captivity. So it's 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 an awesome sort of um combining the two to, to yeah, to better the animals. We are we are actually gonna be moving up to a really good spot in Australia called Cairns. Um, very, very soon. Um, mm -hmm. And our plan is to have some, we're, we're, we're downsizing at the moment, but we're going to be getting a, a, a decent collection back once we move up there. Um, and the okay. aim is to house everything outdoors. Um, so we've got some really cool enclosure ideas and we're certainly going to still be working on them. Um, but we want to be able to keep pretty much all of our animals outdoors and as naturalistic as we can. That's cool. That's awesome. Man, that's, that's good really for the benefit cool. of them, yeah. So... <laughs> Um, you guys obviously have this YouTube channel and kind of like a nice following going with that. What what kind of made you guys decide to start that up rather than just like were you guys fucking around outside and we're like, wait, somebody should film this. Like, is that what ended up starting with that? Or was there like a group meeting or what what brought that about? Well, myself and Mark have been mates for for years, you know, ever since mm -hmm. we were like 14 years old at the Port Macquarie Herb Society, uh, we used to know, we used to get our mums to drag us there and that's how <laughs> myself and Mark have met. Um, mm. and for many, many years, we've been going out on herping trips, you know, we've there's very, very little money, you know, swagging it, sleeping on the side of the road, getting out, as, you know, to find some really cool wildlife. And we've done some amazing trips and we've found some awesome reptiles so far. And we were, we've been talking about it for so long and, you know, we really wanted to create a YouTube channel that in years to come, if all that comes from it, we can look back and go, wow, you know, we had, we had some great times. We found some really cool animals and, and you know, from, from a minimum, that's, that's what, what we wanted. But we also want to be able to um, get out there and show what it's like herping in Australia, you know, show some of the awesome scenic areas that we get to go to and, mm. uh, and yeah, just try and film some really professional, almost documentary-style footage um, yes. as, as, as best we can to really give everyone a really good idea of, you know, not just some of those big-ticket reptile items that a lot of people think of. You know, you think of your green pythons, your taipans, your inland, you know, all, all stuff like that. But, you know, being able to find some more unique species that not many people have ever heard of, let alone get good footage of, that was, mm -hmm. our, that was our goal. 
That's sort of, awesome. We're sort of appreciating more a lot of the stuff like um, the smaller stuff that we normally overlook as well. It's like, oh, it's a good reason to go out and find that stuff again, get cool footage of it because no one else is really doing that. But most people just brush it off. Oh, it's not the big ticket items. So yeah, it's um yeah, it's cool. It's, it's kind of given us more inspiration to get out again. Where we've sort of we've been doing it for that long and the same sort of brush things aside, we're it's yeah motivated us more to get out again. Most definitely. So I I have a I have a story that can relate to that. And as far as like you know when we first went to Australia, we went to Cairns, and then we went to Chilago, and then we went to Brisbane, nice. and uh, that was sort of our our trek right and yeah. we went out to Chilago. We, we were sitting by the caves and whatnot and we're just sitting there and there's these skinks running around on the rock mm. and i'm watching you know like i guess the you know the, the 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 male skink is taking charge of his rock and you know another one jumps on and he chases it off and i'm just i'm just sitting there mesmerized by these skinks and it just flashes into my mind that if i saw these skinks at a reptile show I would probably pass over them and not give them a second look. Yeah, yeah. And what a shame that is, because these are so freaking cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought about that. I can't. I think it was when you were guys were up at the Black Mountain. You had those skinks that were running. Was it the beach? Maybe it was on a beach or something. That there was those black rocks and the little skinks were running around in the video. This, Am I getting the two confused? This two, yeah, Chili Beach. That was um, coastal. Chili Beach. Coast. That was it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm watching that, and I, you know, it just took me back to that moment. And I was like, I was like, wow, man, that is that's so cool that they 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 paid attention to the skink, and it's not just the you know, the big scrub python or you know, to what you guys are saying, like the flashy stuff, you know, but yeah. um. Exactly, yeah. all these things get very, very cool. hooked all the time in the wild, and everyone just brushes them off because they're not the big ticket items. Like, if you actually sit back and, and the same, like, we're trying to get, you know, we're trying to get good equipment to get really good footage of those things to show them off and make them more mm. appreciated. Yeah, 100%. I could have watched them for hours, man. Just yeah. sat there and watched them for hours. They're man, they are. And the, the Black Mountain skinks are the same. They're, they're unreal. They're a lot larger, but they're so cool. Like, I sat there for about an hour just watching those guys run around. They're, they're unreal. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into that because the Black Mountains are crazy. But oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, Black Mountains are crazy, crazy place. Let me tell you, there's lots of crazy folklore about that. I don't know if you've ever heard them, but that's one for the Google. No, Yowies? No, 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 no. Even in Black Mountain, like no tomorrow. Jesus. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's it's. I saw the nicest lace monitor I've ever seen at Black Mountain. Um, really? Expected it, but the yellows coming out of that thing was insane. But wow. we've definitely found that, you know, sitting there with you know, small skinks like that and just taking the time to sit there and appreciate them and immerse yourself in that environment, you know, you'd be surprised at how close you can get to a lot of those animals and how close they will actually come to you, um, which mm, yeah. is really entertaining for myself and Mark, you know, being able <laughs> to get so close to animals without necessarily having to catch them. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, hands off, take the pictures yeah. kind of a deal. Yeah, yeah I, I do remember uh, when we were um, in Northern Territory, just kind of watch. We were waiting for the sun to go down, and we were watching the skinks run around and do that stuff. We actually caught a pair like breeding, and we're taking oh. and and Rob's taking pictures. He's like, "These could end up in a book somewhere." <laughs> like this is like you know <laughs> yeah. this is the kind of stuff where like people probably come out and wait for eons just to get like this shot or to see this happen, and we're just 
happen to be sitting here waiting for sun to go down. So yes. it, it's really cool just to be out. So, yeah. So what okay, do we got cool. here? So, so go ahead, oh, go ahead, Eric. Nope, no, no, no. Good. Go ahead. All right. I was going to so, say, so let, you know, like your trips and stuff, like what goes into, so like, I guess first, like, how do you pick your trips for your channel? Are you booking way out? I know with COVID and all, I'm sure everything's been kind of screwed up, right? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> we should be in the Kimberley right now looking for Oscar Pythons. Damn it! <laughs> God damn it! Oh my God! So we could have found each other out there. That was the point. We were supposed to be in the Kimberly. We could have. This could have been happening live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sucks. You could be there right now. It's crazy. <laughs> this is our second failed attempt. So third time. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so you're supposed to be in the Kimberly. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, supposed to be there but when it comes to planning trips um obviously because the channel's quite new um mm -hmm. we we do have a lot of ideas to take us to areas where uh, we're gonna be able to find some more unique animals um mainly that that's that's kind of our, our goal at the moment we're we're actually fully packed as we speak i've got my bags on the other side of the laptop we've got a 10-hour drive west um after we did the podcast with you guys because we want to go uh, out to Western New South Wales, where we're actually allowed to go. Um, they, oh, nice. We haven't really been able to get anywhere at the moment. We've only been able to stay within our local uh, local government areas. Um, right. But now in the area where myself and Mark live, uh, we're out of lockdown and we can travel to areas that aren't in lockdown. Um, okay. And so, yeah, where, where we're going today, we, we're excited. We should hopefully hopefully find some really cool herbs out on the way and, and once we get there as well. You know, a couple of target species for us is spotted black snakes, um, uh, scraps down brown snakes, levis, um, non-pale geckos. You know, a lot of those animals that we're, we're really hoping to try and see, that's for sure. Um, but nice. in the future, uh, we've definitely got we've definitely got a few in mind. That's for sure. We've got a cool. couple of good ones in yeah. mind. Big big things for the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've, we've been really fortunate that Top and Python, so Lisa and Darren, um, they, they they help us out massively. They've they've been a massive help for us, and you know because we're we're only too young fellas. We you know we tr we try and do what we can with what we have, and and Lisa and Darren have really looked after us, and they've actually. They've actually got planned a trip uh, to go to Western Australia um, okay. with them uh, to, to go looking for some reptiles over there at some point next year. Nice. So that's definitely one you can get excited for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's another one My where, like, you can go to Western Australia with them. Don't you dare go to the Kimberley without me. I'll kill you. Uh, <laughs> I put myself a mark to be there and not try and sneak up there, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... No, I, you cannot go to the land of rough scales without me. I mean, that is just no, no. Yeah, Owen is Owen is a huge rough scale fan. That's um, that's his that's his snake. You know, uh, he, yeah. Uh, no, I, if I could sell all my carpet, actually, I probably should, and just to do rough scales, I would. So yeah, Ruffy's Ruffy's have always been close to my heart too. The the rough scale python that I have here at the moment, um, that's first. It's a first generation animal. Um, oh, so oh, wow. the, the first wild caught, <laughs> first wild wow. caught puppies um, from Tom Weigel, which is 
which is yeah I, i've always i've always loved rough scale fighting did you so, kill someone to get it like how did you do that <laughs> I, actually, I actually worked um for a number of years throughout high school at snake ranch which at the time was okay <laughs> facility at that time um and they they had some of the originals there mm-hmm. um and, and that's wow. how i was lucky enough to to secure a pair so i don't i don't know for that <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a plug out here real quick. But first of all, if we're gonna we're gonna say this throughout the thing, you should definitely go yep. over and check out their YouTube channel. It's yes. uh, Josh and Greeny's Wildlife Aussie Adventure or Aussie Wildlife Adventures, right? Wildlife. So that's oh, I got it right the first time. I'm sorry. See, I screwed it up. Um, God, and God then um, <laughs> you know uh, we just talked to Mark O'Shea on our field herping podcast we about didn't. the rough scale expedition. <laughs> I don't know if you have to No, Yeah. It wasn't we, it was my other uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't involved. But <laughs> dear it's, God. It, it's called the field herping podcast, but he tells the story of going out there, going on that Michael. expedition. Yeah. So you guys got a 10 hour drive. One of those Download animals. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll be cool yeah. to listen to. Yeah, it's definitely ten hours of nothing coming up, so we'll be on there you that. Yeah, man. Download uh, everything go. now before you leave the Wi-Fi. You know, yeah. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I oh promise. Yeah, God. that's cool. Especially if you love rough scale pythons, but um, <laughs> right on. Yeah, we were so right before COVID hit, we were headed out to Western Australia and we were actually three days away from leaving because I want to see Imbricata in the worst way. And, you know, it was it was all planned out. We had, you know, the whole itinerary and then shut down. So it's been bittersweet. (laughs) Sounds like we both got the same goals then because Imbricata and Ruffy's my two last wild Aussie Vikings to find. So (laughs) those are the last two? Jesus. Wow. Okay. Wow. Very cool. Wait, so you found every other species of python? Yeah. A species level, not subspecies. I haven't got Darwin's or jungle carpets, but um, yeah. Okay. So you found Owen Pelly too? Yeah. Very cool. I wasn't the one that found it, but I was next to the guy who did. So, so <laughs> okay. All right. So we died. You were there. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we actually got a hatchling um, Owen Pelly. No way. Uh, oh, wow. 70 centimeters long. <laughs> wow. We baby. met up with uh, Gavin there, and we got to actually hold one of his um, one of his, his babies. Uh, Captain Born of Reds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he Very took cool. us around the Darwin Botanical Gardens looking for Darwins, and it took oh, him five yeah. seconds to find one. He's like, "It's up there." We're like, "What?" And it's like yeah. we were we were walking around here for like an hour. It's like it's right up there. And it's like son of a bitch. Like yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yep. It's a good spot, Matt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good, uh, yeah. good point. That's why you did that, and we right. didn't. So, yeah. So, oh, that's cool, that's, man. That's that's that's, awesome. that's that's quite an accomplishment to so, yeah, have so you, checked them you, all off. Right? As bad as we want to get to the Kimberly, Kimberly, you're like, I got two fucking more. Will you please just <laughs> let me? <laughs> the, last, the last two years, all I've been trying to do is get to WA to get Imbricata and Rafi's. <laughs> just, just let me do it. <laughs> actually, um, we actually did last year, on uh, the start of this year, sorry, we um, met another friend did um south australia and we're like we're trying to hope that wa opened up so we did the nullarbor pretty much like this is the closest we can find in ricardo like the only place we can actually get to to find in ricardo <laughs> and we got a road right. on on the nullarbor <laughs> and that just uh. salt in the world <laughs> oh, that, that's man. just that's just not fair <laughs> like, oh damn that's my yeah. answer. 
10th roadkill in Ricardo, or roughly 10 roadkill in Ricardo before a lot. I haven't got a live one yet. <laughs> oh, shit. That, that, wow. That's, okay. Like, isn't that, um, what was it? Justin's missing something. Like, I think he said, like, a shingleback or whatever. I forget what he said it was. Yeah. But Justin can't find something because yeah. he keeps, but he keeps finding them roadkill. And he's like, I swear to God. And he's been there like five <laughs> yeah. times. So I forget what it was. It might be a shingleback. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. cool. I feel sorry for Mark considering the last time we went to the Kimberleys, um, you know, it, it took about six months of planning myself between myself and Mark. And, you know, we've got all this time off work booked and, you know, we've been saving up for so long to get the car ready to go out to the Kimberley. We had the big, big, very big drive to get up there and we went all the way up. We paid for our um, permits to get into get in there. And once... Once we got up, we got right into the campground where we were going to start camping. And then one of the rangers, or actually one of the feral pest shooters came and told us to turn around and go back out. Um, and which and during the point where we haven't had any reception, there's oh, man. fire in the area. And then oh, they God. wanted to do local pest shooting um, and they told us to leave. And so we, <laughs> we, we politely agreed to, look, we will go. But we'll, uh, you know, it's a big drive in there. It took us all day to get into that spot. And we got there like 10.30 at night. 10.30 like, at night. Yeah. Yeah. Which, oh, wow. Yeah, we'll get, we're going to sleep tonight and then we'll uh, we'll go the next morning. So as soon as he left, there was no sleep. We, <laughs> but the headlamps on, we, we have this many hours. <laughs> yeah. we, we, it was like that. We're like, all right, we've got six hours. Well, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. nice. no. I would not be okay with that, especially... I mean, I understand you guys doing it and all that stuff, but like for us, yeah. it's like several plane rides and twenty-four hours of your life traveling. Like, yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. they, they, they'd have to shoot me to get me <laughs> off. <laughs> we are gonna leave. Wow. No, <laughs> I will, I will cause an international incident, like right now. So, so how long do you get? I mean, how long do you guys typically like? How long is your trips typically? Does it vary on where you're going, or yeah. Yeah. Um, what did we take? Five days to get five. It, was, it took five full days of driving to get there. And, and we're talking fourteen-hour drives each day. Yeah. Wow. We, what did we do? We Queensland one day. We, we drove through Queensland one day. The NT the next. WA and then the right up into yeah, the, into the Kimberley. We're doing well over a thousand days a day. Now, now, were you slowed down? Because obviously, if you saw something cool. While yeah, that's driving. what I was gonna say. <laughs> like, I mean, like it was five days, five full herping days. You weren't just pedaling the metal as far fast as you can, too. So, we saw some really cool stuff along the way. There, there. you go. <laughs> we like right. little time it so that we're going through a good area on night, so that we're sort of covering ground and looking for reptiles at the same time. So that's right, um, right. Well, and that's how we can do. You know, what, well, I think mean, on the drive home we did like a twenty-hour stint. Twenty-hour drive home, wow. but we still found, you know, we found Spencer's monitors, and yeah, we'll you know, oh, we're, oh, wow. we're certainly finding some really cool stuff, and we, we're very good at just just driving. <laughs> we can just drive for days, but usually our trips, you know, they can be. It depends on where we're going. It can be from a weekend. You know, we're only going away for four days. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people would think a ten-hour drive for four days is probably a bit rushed, but it's pretty normal for myself and Mark. Um, but right. you know, we'll also go on ones up to five weeks. But we, we do work, so often or not, a lot of that uh, is is depending on how much time we can get off. Unfortunately, because if uh, right. we get all the time off in the world, 
<laughs> We'd be out there all the time. <laughs> yeah. You can't, can't just I bail bet. on work. Yeah. Something yeah. about bills getting paid and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, that's awesome. cool. Okay. So, um, I was going to ask like, uh, your kid. So do you have to, do you have, do you guys have your own, uh, truck? Do you rent a truck? Like, I mean, cause obviously if you're doing that much road driving, you, you kind of have to have like uh, a pretty decent car, right? Yeah. We have the Holy grail of cars. We have <laughs> oh. mothers. We, we love our cars so much. Mark's recently got a brand new troop carrier. Um, and I okay. have- carry as well which is a their land cruiser troop carriers um so these are cars that date back a fair while and you know used to be used to carry the troops in and out um Uh they they're big cars you can fit a lot in them you know we've we've got our setup so we can sleep in it we've got fridges in them we've got drawers (laughs) in them we have got everything um you kind Uh of you kind of need plus two fuel tanks um, okay. A nine, one ninety liter fuel tank and then a hundred and eighty liter fuel tank, so we can just drive and drive for days without having to worry about where we need to fill up. Um, wow. Which is which is something that we're actually pretty excited and um, incorporating a little bit into our YouTube as well because we have to do a lot of four wheel driving and um, trip mm-hmm. to to do these trips and getting into some really remote spots. And we can be right. into some pretty sticky situations at times. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we're quite fortunate to have cars that can can get us into most places into Australia and also get us out of there, which is the big part. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. all cars can get you in the spots, but getting back out is the hard part. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know uh, Owen got his experience driving uh, up in the Northern Territory on this little bit road? of road that was unpaved and just, you know, oh, like, God, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 uh, we had to go two miles an hour because otherwise we were going to just destroy our rental. So I'm like yeah. going the creeping and I'm like, I'm trying not to go fast, but the entire time you just bounced along and then giant. I think we booted him just, at one point uh, at some point. Yeah. But giant trucks, like the size of tanks are just ripping down the road and i'm like cool cool this is my fun part of driving yep so have you had any like uh close calls or you know crazy sticky uh situations that uh you come back now and you're like okay now we can laugh about it and that you know joke about it but at the time it was it was oh, a little crazy infuriating. yeah that um that same kimberly trip that we tried to do that was so i didn't have anchors at the time now i just got that i had a um uh, like an older Hilux that I sort of decked out for that trip. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't know if you guys know much about the Gibb River Road, but it's notoriously one of the worst yeah. roads in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sort of in hindsight, yeah, it should have slowed down, but we were pretty keen to get in there to get roughies. <laughs> and knowing that line where we're like, we, we have to get there to find them tonight sort of thing, knowing that the park is going to be closed. So we um, probably should have slowed down a bit, but um, I ended up doing about $10,000 worth of damage to that car on that road. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> um, destroyed my rear diff, went through two tires, rear, two rear axles. Jesus. That was just from corrugation. Just destroyed the car. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been worth it if we got one roughy, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, uh, looking on the tail and be like, totally worth it. Like, I'll walk. I'll walk to get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Wow. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, 
I thought we would talk maybe about your Cape York trip, trip, uh, you know, very, very jealous of that trip. And that is something definitely on the bucket list for sure. But, uh, tell us about it. You know, what, what, what'd you see? And you know, did you find what you were looking for? Yeah. It's sort of, um, between Josh and myself, you've done the Cape twice as well. Really. Yeah. I, I've yeah. been up to Cape York twice. Yeah. I was lucky enough to spend, you know, a good, good couple of months up there by myself living out of my car last year. Um, so it's it's a place where myself and Mark have been lucky enough to spend some time. Yeah, I love how I love how we're like. You don't know oh, how man, jealous I am. Of oh, that. Man, that's fucking awesome. He got to live out of his car. Like that is like only people oh. like us would understand how awesome that is. Any other person, they're like, why this guy is clearly in trouble. Like he is broke. Like, <laughs> Who's that weirdo living out of his car looking for snakes? Oh, thanks. Yeah, I am so happy. <laughs> like, oh my goodness! I always have a smile on my face, mate. <laughs> Oh man! Heck yeah! Wow. That okay. So nice. yeah, living out of your car. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah whatever. Right. It's the dream. <laughs> I, so. I'm waking up in the morning, walking out, and finding green pythons right outside your car. Is oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to rub it in, but I can't. That's help. all right. Rub it in, man. Rub it in. That's I love what you gotta it. do. It's what you gotta do. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to take you guys when you come over. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell like, yeah. This is the thing. You can rub it in all you want, but I'm hoping to be drowning in Gila monsters in like a week and a half. So that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Be like, go ahead. <laughs> We've got a self awareness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd still rather be in Australia. I, Shut sorry, up, Owen. Shut up. <laughs> Help uh, me, uh, god damn it. But so, Mark, all right, Cape York. Oh, Cape York. Yeah, Cape York. Yeah. Where, where do we start? <laughs> so my, my recent trip is fairly rushed that was more get up there um for a couple of days um yeah and get some footage and stuff like that that was i had like a, a bit over a week off so it's like a four-day drive just to get there um but we only, I only spent two nights up there um, okay first night we didn't get any greens but we didn't get into like 11 30 at night so i reckon just by timing it wasn't the best um but the next night we got two greens fairly easily um yeah, are, they, are they pretty easy to find up there? They as far are as relatively easy. Most people that go up there to look for them do find them. Um, I don't okay. think I've ever so, not finding them. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it does really depend on um, how close to the wet season you do go. Um, gotcha. I, I, I have heard of people getting up there and not finding them. Um, mm-hmm. And the the when I was up there last year, it was a lot of people find them road cruising. They were actually working on the roads um, when I was up there. So all the roads had a lot of trucks going on them and there was lots of red dirt sprayed up the sides of, uh, all, you know, all the plants right next to the road, which is often enough where people will see a lot of them. Um, so okay. I had to put in a lot more hard yards to find mine and do a lot more walking trails. Um, but, yeah, they can, which I love doing anyway. But they, <laughs> in the peaks of the dry period, um, and especially after, you know, a dry couple of years, um, they can certainly be a little bit more challenging to find. But for the mm-hmm. most part, you've got a pretty good chance of getting one. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was it like when you saw your first one? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mind's blown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I specifically remember it was right. I just finished having dinner on Chili Beach and then I was on this walk for only about five minutes and I've mm. turned a corner and directly in front of me was just this glowing green mm. snake, perfect ambush position. And oh, man. that was something that I've honestly dreamt about since I was about five years old. 
and, wow. and and I just I just like I didn't I didn't have any I couldn't couldn't speak I had, I, had no... <laughs> I know the feeling yes that's <laughs> awesome that's awesome oh man okay what about when you found your first green tree yeah mine, mine was a, a trip before I think I was nineteen at the time I went up with mm-hmm. the mates that were going up already and I flew up to Cairns and then went with them um, and yeah like the first night we got two within. 20 minutes of being out at night. Um, wow. like that was it was literally we, we just walked from the campground we were staying at, walked up the road either side and yeah we got to pretty quickly oh, wow. one, that's yeah, awesome just seeing that glowing green snake you, yeah you can't sort of forget that image in your mind it's just yeah nothing nothing really compares to it you can even if they are relatively common i don't care mm. what people say it doesn't you it, can't no nah. it it's yeah hard. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like I, th- I get excited finding garter snakes in my backyard. Why? It's a critter. It's in my backyard. Cool. Yeah. You like, know, yeah. it, it's funny. Like you guys, maybe maybe you don't you won't have the same perspective. But for us who who have no wild pythons in the U.S., well, sure. unless you count but, Florida, but yeah, well, no. <laughs> yeah but we, we put them there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 yeah. So but it's not the same. But like when you see, like when I f- saw my first python was a carpet python. When I saw that gelatin carpet python, it was like, oh my god, that's a python, and it's <laughs> oh. it's it's wild. Yeah. It's supposed to be here. <laughs> it, it's a, this is where it lives. This is what it does. What is this going on? Like you know, yeah. just like freaking out because <laughs> I can't believe there's a python there. Like you know, wow, it's just it's crazy. So I can't yeah. imagine what it's like to see a green tree python, you know, so one day, one day. Cape York is one of those places that uh, I think you two will absolutely love. It's, 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 it's one of those untouched parts of Australia. Um, nice. So much more to discover there along the herpetological side of things. There's so many areas where people are yet to get into and even explore. And, you know, that's me and Mark are only going to be about two hours away from the, the gateway to Cape York. Where, that's where we'll be living. So we have got a nice. lot of a uh, lot of ideas and a lot of trips planned to find some really unique wildlife up there. But honestly, once you once you get up, you know, you go through Lakeland, um, Lakefield, and you get into, uh, you know, you go you travel along the PDR, which is the Peninsula Development Road, and okay. talking about you driving up in the NT with the bumpy roads. Yeah, okay, we're gonna love the PDR. Worse? Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> There is a lot of bouncy going on. Oh, um, God. Corrugation City straight up that road. Um, there are parts that are tarmac now, which does which does help. Um, right. And then you get into Iron Range, and Iron Range, just that driving, because often you, you go through a lot of dry savanna habitat, uh, pretty much right. directly through the centre of the Cape, until then you turn off to go to Iron Range, and you see this big rainforest mountain range, and it is just you just know you've hit the gold mine once you get there. And, I mean, you, yeah. you're, you're saying things like, and then Iron Range. I know that word. <laughs> like I, I know that, <laughs> yeah. those things because I know there's things there because yeah. I know that that's part of their names. Like yeah, yeah it's <laughs> sorry, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And then and then the rest of the trip all the way to the very tip of Australia is it's fantastic as well. It's uh, it's a really beautiful spot of the world. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So have you found any carpets up there? I guess I, I must ask that, you know. I mean, come on. This is we are a carpet python lover I mean, podcast. I mean, we have to do it. It's obligatory, contractually obligated. 
Well, I have not found a single carpet in Cape York. No, what and the I hell? No. <laughs> I don't, Scrubbies I don't, and green trees, right? Many people that have found a lot of them up there. Um, right. They're definitely there, but I don't. I, 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 they're not as common as you'd think. I found a lot of carpets around um, Cairns region, um, you know, jungles yeah. and, and you know, coastals in the more southern areas. Um, mm, that's where right. I've been able to find a lot of my carpets. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're usually, uh, you know, Scott Iper is always sending us pictures of carpets. Look at on this crappish. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And his roof. <laughs> you know, it's just like, ah. Yep. We, yep. Yeah. <laughs> we get diamonds. Uh-huh. Like, we're on the northern sort of boundary of diamonds here. So, yeah, we get like my parents are on property and they've got diamonds popping up in their place all the time. When I was growing up, a diamond for so, years hanging around. <laughs> Well, that's, oh, that's, that's the cool. thing is, it's and that's hilarious. You're like these things just pop up. Like yeah. here, a diamond python is like is still almost considered a Cadillac of pythons here. So you're yeah. like, hey, walk over them. Like, uh, what the? Yeah. So now well, it's coming into spring. Sorry, you used to know it's coming into spring where you know you just get all your high school mates calling you up and texting you saying. There's a snake at my house. Can you come and kill me? <laughs> and I was you nearly every day at the start of spring, I'd be over at someone's house removing a, a diamond pipe. <laughs> oh, what wow. The, what the hell was it recently? That diamond ended up in like a Walmart or something like that, where they're like, it was coming oh, down off of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh shit. I'm like, grab it, put it in the cart. Yeah. Here, so, I have a price tag on it. Scan this one, thank you. Scan this, yep, this is, I'll take this. Yeah. yeah. So, price since you guys are right in that range of the northern range of the diamonds, right? We're in the intergrade zone or whatever. Um, like, tell us, like, what's your experience with what they look like or, you know, or is it. Is it different? I don't know. Cause we have. We have no perception of that, I guess. So, yeah. you know, nope. maybe we can live through you vicariously. Yeah, um, they do vary. I'd say it's obviously still a pretty touchy subject, what, what they are, obviously, is that integrated zone. Sure. Um, <laughs> my personal experience, I find where I am around Tyre on the mid-coast and sort of anywhere from here south, they're more they, – they, they look like diamonds. They don't – Okay. They're diamonds, okay. you know, a bit funny markings. You know, sometimes they get a bit of a stripe and stuff like that. But for the most part, they look like diamonds. And, and okay. I've, I've actually grown up on the Central Coast, which is what you guys would refer back to as the Gosford Diamond Pythons. You know, everybody, yeah. you hear a Gosford Diamond and you, you picture a bright yellow diamond. Total bullshit, I grew, right? I grew yeah. up on the Central Coast. And, and let me tell you, I've certainly found my fair share of beautiful high yellow diamonds with those classic little rosettes. Um, right. But mm-hmm. in those areas too, I've found animals that are nearly almost completely jet black. I've found ones with striping. I've found ones with big blotches, little blotches. You know, some people say it's that classic horseshoe at the back of their head there, you know, and, and, it, and it, it's, if it's unbroken and it doesn't keep going down the neck, it's a pure diamond. But there, I've had ones with, with stripes going all the way down, yeah, to their vet. You know? I love it. <laughs> I love how they keep trying to make the rules, and then it's like, well, this one defies the rules. Um, well, um, um, it's like, all right, well, I, yeah. I, I often bust on my American uh, counterparts here because, you know, you know, we'll have this idea that, you know, to your point, right, Gosford Diamond, and it's like, oh, if it doesn't look exactly like this one that we have in America, this one <laughs> snake that made it to America, then it's, it's I call bullshit on you. And it's like, well, wait, I found it in my yard. I don't care. It's bullshit. You know, <laughs> I, I live what here. Do you do this it? is where it's shut up. <laughs> Your sense making. Uh, one uh, tiny, tiny pocket of uh, bushland nature reserve 
in Gosford um, itself, right? And then right. two of the most ugliest looking diamonds I've ever seen are pulled out of there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. That's where all the, those like, are the only pure ones. Yep. I'm just blowing yeah. everyone's mind. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it, man. Yeah, you know? Talk about diamonds I, and integrates. And, uh, you know, your hands start to stand and you go, oh, no. <laughs> Is that a touchy subject in Australia yeah. too? It, it can be. It really can yeah. be. I, yeah. I've, I've certainly had a couple of debates about it over, over the yeah. years. And, it, you know, yeah. only because I've been fortunate enough to probably found close to over 100 diamond pythons on the central coast. And, yeah, I'm you know, not, being, being up at Mark's house, you know, he's it's, it's two and a half, three hours north of where I've grown up. Um, right. People do say that those integrates live and, and and usually start. People often will say they start around Newcastle and work their way up. But right. you know, I lived in Port Macquarie, which is an hour north of here for for a short period of time, and I I found diamonds up there that looked identical to the ones that I found down on the Central Coast. Um, so I think there is a lot of variability. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, it just it always it always fascinates me that people like will talk about how variable carpet pythons are when they breed but expect them to look exactly the same in the wild like <laughs> in the wild that you know <laughs> the variability to is not that. to happen in the wild it's just like okay all right well all right, fair enough <laughs> one area oh, man. that you can you can have a bit of a bit of an idea just by telling just by looking at them um is mm, right. from the, the southern part of their range you know you can usually pick them from a photo pretty quickly because they're a lot more darker. You know, they do sure. often or not have those tiny little neat rosettes that can also be white sometimes instead of yellow. Um, mm. You can usually pick it like a southern diamond python. Um, right. But, you know, and yeah, they, they can vary so much in the, the northern area of their range, that's for sure. Right. And also we're Very trying cool. to gauge animals that have been reproduced in captivity many many generations to their wild counterparts and it, it, it it's yeah. to say that we don't influence how they look just by picking out the really nice ones of the clutch and breeding these animals together is yeah. just stupid so yeah. so at, at a point in time that i had i had uh, close to 60 diamond pythons you know i've been breeding them, <laughs> i've been breeding them for, for years and, and and honestly you know I, i'm not I reckon some of the nicest diamonds in Australia, I must say, you know, really beautiful yellow diamonds. And some of them with literally next to no black at all. Um, oh, wow. Just the variability that you'd find in a single clutch. You know, you could pair two, uh, you know, the two nicest high yellow animals together, perfect, you know, rosettes, and you'd still get some hatchlings come out with a bit of striping or, you know, with bigger rosettes than the other. I've had some come out with horseshoe patterns all down their ventral scales. Like it's, it's very weird. You know, they, even mm -hmm. with a clutch, you can get so much variability. Right. That's What's nuts. the best time of year to find them? Is it the spring when they would be coming out of like the cool down? It depends. Depends where you live. Some areas uh, down on the central coast where I live, it, her, herping down there is a lot harder than what it used to be. Um, mm -hmm. So you have to kind of be out on the right kind of nights. And usually for me, I've found that around spring, you know, Christmas time is, I've always been quite productive. Um, but I know Mark, Mark's probably got yeah. other experiences uh, up here. We've, I find them all year round uh, here. Through, um, I've seen them on 16 degree days, 
on when it's overcast and drizzling rain crossing roads. Like then <laughs> they're um, hmm. obviously less common in winter, but they're certainly still active. And then keeping wine outside, I see that all the time. In the middle of winter, it'll be a raining day. It might be sitting out in the rain. <laughs> they just don't care. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Idiots>. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. Go ahead. Yeah, obviously, um, spring spring to summer, warm nights, overcast, humid nights, typical herby nights, obviously better chance. Okay. That's on the that's on the bucket list for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So you, guys, so you guys are definitely camping out at these places that you're gonna do in herping. You're not like Airbnbs, hotels. This is like complete roughing it for this kind of oh, stuff. Swag on the side of the road is usually <laughs> the swag on the side of the road. We we rough it as as much as we can. We we don't have the money for the accommodation. <laughs> we spend all our money on fuel. fuel. <laughs> I yes, swear. Okay. Makes sense. Savings I have given to to the fuel stations. <laughs> <laughs> right. Makes yeah, sense. And that delicious ice break coffee in the. Stop uh, it. Stop oh it. my I goodness. I can't live without it. All right. Well, you're not gonna. We have to go to Australia just for that. Yeah, Sugary you can't get things. it outside of Australia. We Sugary went to the the one gas drink. station and we had like like handfuls of this stuff. They're like, oh, wow. <laughs> this will keep us alive while herping. Yeah. Like, yeah, this... yeah. Make sure oh that the bars is just full of iced coffee and V cans. <laughs> <laughs> Done. There you, go. Yeah. there you go. Done. Perfect. Um, so, oh, go ahead, Owen. I'm saying, like, do you have you guys have designated spots, or do you just pick out a like? Uh, a side of the road kind of thing to chill or do you have designated camping areas? No, it's whenever we're too exhausted. Tired, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> just run off the road somewhere here out of people's way. <laughs> yeah. so, we try and obviously we're in specific areas walking and stuff, you know, we'll, we'll mm. stay in National Park campgrounds and things like that but um, if we're in prison, could be, yeah, it could be anywhere. <laughs> we're sleeping there and you think it's a really quiet spot because you pull up there at, you know, one o'clock in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere. Then you wake up and it's car city and you're like, hey, you come out of your swag and you're uneasy. You're like, oh, yeah, there's people here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember right. we were, um, we're on our way west and the same way. It's like two, three o'clock in the morning. It's like dead quiet. I was like, oh, this looks good enough. And just pulled up off the side of the road. I thought we were a fair way off the road. I was pretty exhausted at the time. And, Next about half an hour later, I hear this road train coming, and I could have swore it was going. To <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, road trains are not fun. Oh, big, big! I remember being out looking for inland tie bands, and and we 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 did just put our swags out on the side of the road. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and like I got up and I shined the head torch down on the ground, and I kid you not. You could barely see the ground because there was that many centipedes everywhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wow. just sort of saw that. I was like, oh, I think I might get into bed. I'm going to be... I'm going to zip this up real tight and maybe um, <laughs> another night. That was... Um, that was They're when lanky. We were, yeah, we were in Langy and because he this this guy lost his phone on the top <laughs> of the mountain and had to go back up and get it. So we're looking all around. So I actually get down on the pavement to look under the car and as I'm looking, I got my head on the ground. This centipede just comes walking by, like kicking its head like this. I'm like, all right, we're done. It's not under there. <laughs> like, you know, even if it is, it's gone now. Like it's lost forever. That centipedes right. have it. It's theirs now. So yeah. But that's that's just awesome. So on your trips, obviously something to be a little bit concerned about is um crocs. 
got any yeah. kind of close calls or come into really good contact well, with the croc? Let me put this into context a little bit, Owen. They're swimming yeah. in 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 like some of these, like, and that's insane. Uh, but all right, <laughs> like freshwater. Uh, I don't know what you call it, ponds, lakes, streams. Uh, every puddle has a crocodile in it. All right. Like that's just, that's what I've learned yeah. of Australia. There's a saltwater crocodile in every body of water. So well, that's yeah. what we like to tell the tourists. <laughs> <laughs> they stay out of the good parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it, it, it may sound a little risky and, and, and sketchy, but we, uh, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to work with crocodiles for quite a few years and have a fairly good understanding of them. And myself and Mark have been in areas where, you know, we've been able to see saltwater crocodiles in Queensland, Northern Territory and Western Australia. And the areas where we do swim, um, we are smart about it. And we make sure that, you know, we can have a 99% idea <laughs> that there's no crops in there. Um, <laughs> there you know, it, we, have, we have been in some areas where we've, we have dived thinking that it's, it should be pretty safe and then we've come out to locals telling us that there's usually about five or six they pull out of that spot every year. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> we, we went for a dive off the off the back of a uh, place where we were staying. And we're actually trying we, to dive with freshwater crocodiles. Yeah, there was freshwater crocodiles <laughs> everywhere, which is fine. You know, they're not really going to give you a nip unless you get too close. And, um, you know, it did feel a little bit eerie. Um, but <laughs> the, the numbers of... The numbers of salties in, in Queensland, you know, if you're referring to the part where Mark was diving in Iron Range, the numbers right. aren't as um, high as the population in, in Northern Territory. And I'm not saying that they're not okay. they're not there. Um, there's right. certainly a lot of them about. Um, but in little sections of creek where Mark was, you know, you can tell that there's there's some rocks on one part which would be a bit of a struggle for a large crocodile to bother getting into. You see him coming, you know. Oh, okay. you come yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. See in a lot of the, I'll never swim in a dirty water pool or creek where there could be crocodiles. We'll only do it if it's clear water. You can have a bit of an idea, you know. During the wet season, straight after the wet season is probably your most dangerous time to maybe take that risk because you know the water levels rise and crops can push up into a lot more of those smaller creeks and pockets mm. of water. Um, but you know, when it comes to the end of the end of the dry season, you know, mid dry season, when all that water's dropped back down and the crops have, you know, usually made their way back, you can have a fairly decent idea of where it could be okay to dive. And I'm definitely not saying that people should do that. Um, right. You know, myself and Mike have a lot of ideas of what to look out for, lots of environmental factors that we we take into account when we do it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it certainly certainly gets heartbeat racing. <laughs> so, so you, you let Mark go in first, and then if he makes it, then you'll join. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Well, I, I I asked that question because I think for a lot of us in in outside of Australia, our perception of those type of things are like, you know, because if you're watching it on, you know, the, the you know they're 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 making it out to be something that it's not and and it's it i had this realization when we were on the trip in west texas and we ran across a black bear on our trail and 
everything that's ever told me in my life and everything I've ever watched about bears is, is that that's bad when it's with a cub and it was yeah. with a cub oh, and no. it was like, Oh shit, I'm going to die from a bear. <laughs> like, it's going to eat me. My nightmares have come true. I always but knew it'd be a I bear. Started think, <laughs> I started to think like it, it's no different than the perception that a lot of people have about say snakes, right? Mm. It's like they're afraid of what they don't know. And yep. they're only going by what they see maybe on TV that's sensationalized and, you know, you know, like a snake attack and this kind of stuff. And I think the idea that maybe most of the time, if you're not causing the animal any reason, no matter what kind of animal it is, any kind of reason to sort of, you know, think that you're on the menu or you're careful yeah. about what you're doing or whatever, like your, your, your sensational idea of what they are is probably not the reality. That makes mm. sense, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's definitely a lot of inspiration behind our YouTube channel as well. Is yeah, we can have those close encounters with things and, and show people look, and not yeah. to be afraid of like the, like the media makes them out to be. So and that that, yeah. that has been a massive point for myself and Mike. You know, a lot of a lot of YouTube channels and shows and stuff. You know, whenever a snake encountered, it's all oh, you know, how you going? Cameras <laughs> doing this. Very yeah. much, there's a lot going on, and yeah. you know, we we quite excited just to take a little step back and and just show the animal for, yeah. for what it is and and, and yeah. so people can get a bit of a greater understanding and can see that oh this snake is just sitting there quite peacefully and letting these blokes film it and and mm. you know get that realization that not every reptile does want to hurt you and, and like yeah. Yeah. for example like the last episode i just put up was um decent brown snake I found at work. You know, that was just filming on my phone 30 centimeters away from it is that, just watching it as it's cruising past. And, and you know, every other one's oh, second most venomous snake in the world. You know, I'm gonna make out that it's so bad, yeah. so dangerous. It's a lot of, like, we just put in the, we just show yeah. it doing what it's doing. It's just cruising past. It's not interesting in us. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, uh, it's we, funny you mentioned about that black bear story. Cause when mm. I was in Arizona looking for uh, rattlesnakes, we, we got there and the first night, I was uh, first day, so we, I wanted to go find rock rattlers. So we're up in the mountains, and we didn't have to worry about any land predators over here. That's not something <laughs> yeah, I know. I had to worry about in the slides. <laughs> and we're walking up in these mountains, and myself and my mate have kind of come around, and I've just seen this really big scat and a couple of bones here and there, and I just realised I'm like. What if you get bears and cougars up here? And my mate looks at me, and goes. Oh shit! I think they yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very much watching our back and oh, uh -huh. and that's and that's the funny thing is we we go on that we were on that trail that he found the black bear on the year before and they got signs all over the place it's like beware of bears and mountain lions and you're like yeah whatever like yeah. I know my somebody saw one once and then he's like dude it was right there oh shit the sign was real this time like it actually <laughs> yeah. happened like so. That, yeah, we don't ever think about it either until it's too late. So yeah, but it, it's funny because you mentioned about the that they just do what they really kind of want to. I remember we found a Western Diamondback in uh, Texas, and it <laughs> we pulled it off the road, set it down, took a ton of pictures, and it was just staring at us all coiled up. And then it didn't do anything. And then we were walking away, and that's when it started to like rattle. 
like and actually stand up and we're like oh we all came back to take pictures of it so it's like like it literally like for about an hour it was just like whatever and then we finally we were leaving and then it's like all right Get the hell out of here. So, yeah. Right. yeah In fairness, it was pretty cold. So, maybe yeah. it was it warmed it was up just, by the time. It took, it took that long yeah. for it to just, just finally decide that it had enough of us. So, yeah. yeah. I think I think a lot of it's it's, it's going to be exciting. I think we're both excited to see how close we can get to animals without disturbing them, um, you know, coming on our next few trips. You know, usually a lot of the, the classic kind of herb in, in Australia is, you know, oh, in the car, oh, there's a snake on the road, run out, grab it. You know, fantastic. I think it's uh, we're excited to take that step back and see where it goes when it goes off that road, <laughs> and then follow <laughs> yeah, that, right. that. That you know, that's the stuff that we're pretty excited yeah. for. Yeah, you don't realize how much we, you know, at least for me, and watching your videos, how much I, I can learn just by looking at the environment of yes. you know of the reptiles and 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 the fact that you're actually just filming what they do you know, is even that much better because now you're actually seeing it in situ, what it, you know, what it does and how it reacts and how it reacts to its environment. Uh, it's just, it's just priceless, you know, I mean, at least for me, you know, that was a lot of inspiration on the channel as well. So you see a lot of other YouTubers out there and, you know, I'm not trying to go at anyone, but most yeah, yeah, yeah. people on YouTube are grabbing stuff, talking about them, they're handling it in front of the camera. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that, they can do that. That doesn't phase me, but it's sort of like no one was really doing what we're doing. We're sitting back trying to get that nice, clear footage of the animal just doing its own thing. It's you know, so it's like oh, there's a hole there to fill. Let's try and let's try and get into that niche. So and so, so much footage of a lot of our Australian um, reptiles is staged, you know, with either wild caught animals and placed in a nice area where it looks scenic, um, right. or they're captive animals and they're placed there as well. And mm-hmm. people like myself and Mark who have been to these areas and. And no, you didn't find that there. Like, yeah, yeah. What was the what was the thing where we're like we thought that they thought that we thought that these pythons hang out in these uh, what is it the mangrove root trees or whatever? Oh yeah, I forget what it was. But we're like, oh, these things love the mangrove trees. Like, no, no, no. That's just where they put them for the pictures because they get all tangled in the roots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't give a crap about. Oh, it. Are, you, are you talking about the buttress roots of the trees? Yeah, like the buttress roots. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They just shove them all in there because they get all tangled in them. You can take a bunch of pictures and then you leave. So yeah, yeah like, there's no, nowhere for it to go. So it's right, sort they of don't just go in there. there and, it's like, yeah, and that's you know because. That's that's something we're excited to to show you know the real side of herping and where we are actually finding things because a lot of our Australian reptiles live in places where there's not really much <laughs> you know there's <laughs> soil <laughs> I mean, there's areas oh, where it's dirt and sand and that's pretty much it so it. You know, we just yeah. try to and, and during this COVID period of time. I, I've never really taken to YouTube to, to get my wildlife fix or to get that fix of seeing outdoors and stuff because we've always just gone out and done it ourselves. But, mm-hmm. you know, being stuck, I haven't been able to and I've actually gravitated to YouTube to watch that kind of stuff and, and you know, yeah. seeing different channels, you know, overseas and how they do it and, you know, it's, that's what that's uh, myself and Mark. You know, discussing it every single night with each other on the phone for about two hours. You know, we've, we've kind of got a pretty good idea of what we want to try and bring to the table. So, when you go to, do you have a um, 
like for your channel, do you have like, if you're doing a video and a trip, do you have like specific things that you want to film or is it just sort of like inspiration right there on the, on the cuff? Is it a Whatever mix of happens. both? Yeah. Yeah. We've got tough, like most herping trips, you've got, you know, your specific targets that you really want to try and focus on. But yeah, mm -hmm. but a lot of it is just in the moment. It, it, a lot yeah. of it is just going to be in the, cause it's one of those things. You can never tell what you're going to find when you're out there. Right. So we do, like Mark said, we have our target species and we, you know, we have our areas where we know where we want to be by what times to, to look for certain animals. Um, but for whatever happens from then on, a lot of it's just in, in the moment what happens. And, and let me tell you, there's always some funny moments. One of us is always doing <laughs> hurting themselves or losing something or there's You're always right. something going on. Yeah. Right. This, yeah. this sounds this sounds horribly familiar. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I love the you know like the, uh, the drone shots that you guys are getting. I mean, awesome. you know, yeah. I I wish that I would have, you know, thought about that. Yeah. Uh, to see like over Kakadu or like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, but that we would have that. Oh, look, the drones going up towards Kakadu. And they're like, you hit a tree and then fall and be like, well, I got to go find that now. Like, I mean, come on, it's us. It would not just go well. The environment, just the yes, environment oh, yeah. alone to me, Australia is just like, I, I don't know if it's just because it's so different than what we're used to or, or whatever, but like, I don't know. It just speaks to me. And when I see shots like that, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's the good stuff, you know. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that that's the money shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like sort of in the drawings is even for our own sake, you know, most places you go, you can't really get a grasp of what the whole habitat looks like. You just send the drone right. up and you can get an awesome scope and like, yeah. figure out, you know, specific habitats you want to be looking for. And it's just a cool overview to look back at and say, Yeah, this is that area. <laughs> There's a whole new perspective on it. And we've, right. we've been trying to find that fine line of showing you know those animals and those scenic shots and stuff and, and talking because we we do know that a lot of our following at the moment is a lot of reptile people and, and a lot of herpers and stuff mm -hmm. like that so we don't want to be on there you know trying to talk about that animal that whole single time that it's there you know we want to we yeah. we're still very new at it so we're trying to find that fine line you know where people can happily jump on and just look at some really cool animals in some really cool places and then you know yeah. input about you know that animal situation or how we found mm -hmm. it or you know what what we've noticed of that individual doing at that point in time yeah one of the things that i do appreciate about what you guys are doing is you're not necessarily just focused on reptiles right, right. because you know when you're going in those creeks and stuff you know you have you're looking at some of the fish and i wasn't there like a um uh, a dragon of some sort like sleeping oh. down in the water oh the eastern water right? dragon yeah yeah, 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 oh, yeah, cool. yeah yeah it was just yeah. sleep on the bottom of the creek i don't know how long it had been there for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just nuts. you know but like um you know one of the things that I'm, I'm a little disappointed with myself is like when i went to australia the the two times it was sort of like i was so focused on reptiles mm. owen sort of steered me the next time because well, Owen's that's a, I got, uh, he's a uh, former yeah. mammal mammal guy keeper. You know, like, uh, keeper. I, I was i was a former australian mammal keeper and then that brought me into australian yeah. reptiles because you can't apparently you can't take the kangaroos out of the zoo they frown <laughs> on that so that was my only way to keep it going so um yeah right. I, I, yeah i think i was so tired like it was one of those days where i just started rambling about 
here are kangaroo facts and i just kept going yeah and <laughs> i think about it i think about an hour in they're like he's still talking so yeah it was <laughs> but yeah. uh, over the you know, past mocked in the pub <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> beer in our hand it's say reptiles everybody is mad are we talking about <laughs> well that's that's what and that's the problem is and that's what i love about it is that like when we we sat down and we had dinner with gavin and you know gavin bedford's sitting across from you and you're like i don't know what to say and then you just start talking reptiles you're like you totally forget who this guy is that you just met him like five minutes ago and you're just talking shop about olive pythons uh he's picking our our friend Keith does Bolin's pythons. Yeah. So he was picking his brain about Bolin's pythons. And then oh, yeah. we're picking his brain about Owen Pelly pythons and all this stuff. So it's like a universal language between reptile nerds. It's like, all right, we're all a little nervous. So what does everybody keep and how do you keep yeah. it? <laughs> like, and that's how it goes. Hi, my name is Eric. Hi, my name's Eric. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Who, who's got rough scales? Raise your hand. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's just how it fits in, so it's really cool with that kind of stuff. But yeah, well, Eric, uh, you guys head over here, you know, we, me and Mark are super keen to take you guys up to Cape York. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Lock that, that in. That's the, that's, the, that's the problem like is that we got we got people from the u.s that want to come with us and then we got a bunch of people in australia who be like we'll meet up with you it's like damn we're gonna like it's gonna yeah. be like a party bus out herping oh. at this point. yeah it's yeah, like yeah. sheer god so definitely yeah. yeah. we've got troop carriers mate we can take everybody there you go done perfect there you go that's awesome. right on to, um so uh, yeah, so I, I just, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I like the way that your videos are sort of uh, put together and as far as that, you you know, it is, you know, reptile focused, right? Obviously, you're in Australia. There's a lot of reptiles that are cool down there. But, um, you know, I, I have recently sort of uh, pushed myself out of my um you know, uh, strictly Australian Python box and started working with some monitors with and some geckos. You know, and, he's, you know he's so when you found that legs um, now, I don't know what to do with it. Uh, yeah. You, you found um, the, the northern velvet geckos. Oh, oh, Man. wow. The gecko speak. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, but we, yeah, we found one know. gecko. By complete oh, freaking accident. It was just, um, what the oh, hell the was Shafiris? it? Yeah, yeah. the Shafiris, because yeah. we were just, because he thought he saw a blackhead and we were walking by and we were just shining lamps because we were all bitching about how this stick that he saw kind of looked like a blackhead. And then we saw the gecko and then we saw the gecko and we we're like, all right, you're off the hook. Like, you're good now. But it's, but still, the velvet geckos are awesome. Yeah, they are. Most definitely. Yeah, my, you're lucky enough so to spot where, that. Where, where do you find those guys at? Yeah, how'd you do that? Um, two of those were just road cruising just off the side of the road. We also will do walk around and stuff and eye shine for them. Um, geckos are pretty okay. pretty easy to find by the most part, especially with eye shining. You can sort of you can get them from a fair distance that way, and they're pretty tolerant to most conditions. You know, they'll be out in pretty cold conditions. That's actually one of our main targets this trip that we're just about to do in a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, that's, um, we're mainly focusing on geckos because we looked at the weather forecast and we're like, oh, it's cold, fairly cold nights. You can't really rely on a lot of other species to be out. We're like, well, geckos will still be out here in fairly cold conditions. So we may as well target them while we've got the opportunity. 
Hell, man, I'm 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 keen to watch the uh, the gecko video. Yeah, I'm that was sure. Yeah. Because, there's um we're trying to find Levis in this one particular spot in Yakon Nature Reserve. It's about 200 kilometers south of Koba in the middle of sort of desert country. There's nothing out there. Last time I was there for about three days, I never saw another person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it's been a, a quite a productive spot for Levis. So the, there was one time I went there in fairly humid conditions, and um we we stopped counting at 100 Levis in a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> Forget it. And Mark says this, right? And I have never seen a Levis, and I have been in their distribution so many times. I spent countless nights walking, road cruising. We've gone for them that many times, and I've still never found one. It's one of those species that you guys were talking about before that no matter how many times you go for, they're fairly common. I've just never right. seen one. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> every herper has that like our, our friend nipper um who does he herps a lot in europe and things like that he's got one animal that he's like he can never find it but then he goes on like instagram and somebody like walking off a plane is like what the hell is this animal he's like are you <laughs> kidding me like yeah. it is like yeah. that that's just how it goes so um i think everybody's got that one animal like i have never seen a copperhead in where we're at what yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I had you know this. You keep going without me places. Like he keeps going places, and he's like, "Dude, I'm tripping over copperheads." I'm like, "God damn it!" And then I go, and then I meet them after I'm done with work. I'm like, "Can't find any copperheads." It's like Jesus. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You found yeah. that. Um, I think it was on the Cape York trip. You found the um, uh, the uh, prickly knobtail, which was bad. That nice. was cool, man. Holy yeah, cool. shit, that was a cool. That was, that was I've, cool seen, I've seen photos of like color forms like that from that Chiligo region that you guys are saying. Um, yeah, I, I've seen photos of them from there. I've never seen any photos from Cape York ones before. I wasn't, I completely wasn't expecting it. Um, that was just on the drive in late at night, and we sort of went through this random sort of rocky patch. I was like, oh, that's a that's a ge- that's a big gecko. <laughs> 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 what the hell is that? Like, that thing's stunning. I was looking at it like, yeah, this bright blue eye on it, and yeah, the bands on it. it was, yeah, that was easily the nicest example of that. Yeah, it was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Is, is the eye shine big on geckos and stuff like that? Because yeah. I mean, we kept getting tripped up by these little spiders yeah. that have like horrible bright eye shine. Um, that's the, obvious with the gecko. Right. You got to sort of train yourself to look like a duller eye shine compared to the spiders, and it, once you've done it a few times, you sort of start picking up fairly quickly. And obviously, the bigger the gecko, the bigger the eye shine, so right, change the size of it from that as well. Mm-hmm. Bigger geckos like um, knobtails, they're fairly easy to eye shine because of their size. Right now, are you finding them walking across the road, or is it typically? Do you find? I guess I should say typically knobtails are they road cruising or are you seeing them like on the side of the road i've seen a fair mixture i've seen that one that aspect was road cruising um right but if we're in a good habitat area i'll get out and walk and eye shine and normally you can pick them up even sometimes i'll just drive really slowly in good habitat and especially there's a couple of us want to be out the car window eye shining you know out into the distance and you could pick them up that way as well so it just varies depends what time what we're sort of targeting okay so here's the field herping question (laughs) yep when you're field herping you're, you're, you're shining the light outside the car. You're driving yep. along, you know, you know, you're going, what, 20 miles an hour maybe, you know, looking at the side. What's the word you say? Yeah, you have to have a when word, When you find right? a reptile, are you saying, snake, stop? <laughs> what's your word? Are you because just screaming your head off? When we first got yeah. there, 
We hey, couldn't get straight system. on the word. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like stop or yes, stop, 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 stop. Yeah, yeah, stop, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really That's the problem. Is is it, yeah. and we had some we miscommunication because into- we were yelling at Fog Dam, and one of our friends jumped out of the car because he thought it was a snake. It was because we were yelling because there was a water buffalo. So <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like you need to. It's like so we're like after that we're like all right we need a system <laughs> like we're yeah. you yell for this yeah. you yell for that that's done yeah. if it's next time we see a water buffalo the word is water buffalo like that's what you need to yell <laughs> so yeah yeah we had um we had a similar funny situation we're in south australia looking for inland taipans and and um because it's such a vast plane off the side of the road we had um actually had two two people on the roof of the car looking and one of them one of them yelled out and like you're just on edge like they look really in tight fans you know you're just on edge you're so focused in that zone and i was driving and one of them's yelled out so i'm just slammed the brakes on while <laughs> my mates rolled off the front of the car oh, no. <laughs> i get out I'm like where's it where's it where's it they like, oh no i just got me hat <laughs> oh <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh that's great just just forget the hat jesus oh wow. yeah. yeah we've got better things to look for yeah holy shit wow that's great that's awesome okay so yeah uh yeah i i the other gecko so um that really sort of took me was the uh i guess you were up in the i think it was the black mountains right where it was the the ringtail geckos, or no, that was in Cooktown, or is that in the same place? And I'm I'm being dumb. Yeah, they're Cooktown ringtail geckos. What species name? But yeah, that was around Black Mountain. Okay, cool. Yeah, that place. Holy hell, that's pretty cool. It, Tell it, us about that. It's an amazing spot. Where you, there's nothing like it. You you come through, you know, just kind of normal Cooktown habitat, and then it's just boom, just mm. boulders and boulders of just these big black rocks. It's it's uh yeah. it's a really a magical place. Yeah. It's an unreal habitat. So, so, is, it, so is it hard to traverse across that habitat? Um, yeah, it can be. It can be. It can yeah. be really hard, especially at nighttime. And a lot of those holes, mate, they just disappear and they just oh, go Jesus. down. And I, 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 I know there's there's been many and many of people that have gone into Black Mountain and have never come out again. Um, wow! There's okay. stories of you know a group of up to a hundred people went in there at one time period of time, and not a single one of them came out again. Um, it's 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 the traditional Aboriginal owners of that area. You know, it's a bit of a sacred no-go zone for them. Oh, okay, so gotcha. Uh, we, um, I mean, you know, they 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 I don't they don't mind so much about people going there that I, that mm. I believe, but I whenever I'm there, I always get real superstitious about that stuff. So. I tend to not go too far up the mountain. <laughs> okay. My, um, wow. My body limited me from going too far. <laughs> yeah. It can, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's strange when, you know, when you're there at night, you're going through, you know, I don't know, jungle or you're going through, you know, remember when we were climbing that mountain? I can't remember exactly where it was, Owen, but when we were in Northern Territory and we we're climbing mm-hmm. that mountain in the middle of the night, like you never think twice about being, I guess, you know, my guard is down because like you said earlier, when you're in, we're in the U.S. or North America, you have to worry about, you know, large predators coming along and making dinner out of you. Whereas like, you don't we're really not have about that. small ones. Yeah. 
yeah, the ones that you know that people are scared of, we're looking for. So it's right. kind of like you're welcoming the uh, well, the thing. But uh, this the, the eerie factor of that. I don't know. It kind of sounds cool and uh, you know crazy at the same time. So, well, and also you know we we went to the Crocosaurus Cove and we saw the Death Adder that they had on display, and they had in its tank like some stuff that I swear to God I was walking through earlier that day. Like yeah, leaf the, litter, like, right? <laughs> yeah, leaf litter and stuff like that, just so it blends in. I'm like, oh. Oh, like, okay. Like, yeah, I was walking through this without a care in the world. Yeah, there are death adders in there. Like, okay. So there's that whole part of it, too, where we're not thinking about the small little things because, you know, usually ours is like a cougar. So I don't know how we haven't been bitten by death adders. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't. We, so, we wear, yeah. you know, thongs or flip-flops or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> um, I know you guys don't call them thongs over there. It's completely different. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah Imagine how that went down yeah. when I first came over. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're wearing flip-flops and, uh, mate, let me tell you, there's, there's been yeah. some times when some pretty thick... So you're herping in flip-flops? In oh, man, you and Matt Somerville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt's a legend. <laughs> Oh, that's Apparently great. I'm doing it wrong. I'm oh, wearing man. like boots. Um, What's wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's why you're not finding anything. So how that's, big that's is the area shit. of like Black Mountain? Is yeah. that is that a huge area? Black Mountain? Uh, it, it does. I mean, I definitely stretches over a couple of hectares, I'd like to think. Um, okay. It, 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 is a, it is a big mountain. Yeah. It's not, it's not no. exactly high. It's not a super high mountain. Um, right. It does the the boulders and the canyons, you know, expand quite a you know quite a circumference and 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 depth as well. Not really anyone knows how far they go down. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. you don't want to find out either, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> there's just big boulders, and you know you can walk underneath them and follow little cave tunnels, and and then oh wow, get lost, and you know it'll no. get to a point, and mm. you, you've turned a corner, and it's pitch black, and you're you can't see any light coming from above. And, you know, it's one of those areas where it can be rather sketchy. And I did that the first time I was ever there. I kind of followed in this little tunnel. And I was there. I sort of paused for a second. And right next to my face, there was a crack in the rock. And I've just heard this big hissing, like huffing, puffing sound. And I was like, oh, great. There's a big scrubby here just about to <laughs> just rip face. your face off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and and that was that lace model that I actually saw. I'd woken him up night, oh. and he was he was fast asleep, just very grumpy that I'd woken him up, just huffing and puffing away. And I feel that was kind of that snap. So yeah, maybe I should get out of here. Turn around, yeah. Yep. That's Jesus. cool. Monitors. Oh, have you seen Parentes? Oh, that's oh, yeah. another dream of mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Josh and I went first Parenti together out near Windora. That was. We were um, looking for inlands out there and we're driving along and you can just see this this big shape out in the distance of the plane because there's not nothing else out there. And I was like, mm. it looks like a log, but there's no logs out here. <laughs> <laughs> so we pulled up and ran over to it and what was it, about six, six foot long? Oh, yeah, it's big, oh. crazy. Big, crazy. And, um, and we were just like, we were creeping up to it to get our photos of it, you know, slowly, sort of stealthy, sneaking up, sneaking up. And as we're getting closer, he just starts standing up taller and taller <laughs> instead of trying to bolt and, yeah, and then you end up just sitting up in front of us. It wasn't we were yeah. a couple of feet away from it. It wasn't worried by us. Yeah, it didn't didn't have a care in the world. 
It was funny oh, that wow. when we saw it, we were so excited. That stretch of road is single lane only. And um, so we stopped the car and we're all so excited. We all ran out of the car and ran over the lizard and left the car in the middle of the road. <laughs> so, so we're about 100 metres into the middle of this field with nothing. And we're taking photos of this parenti. And we've turned back and in the distance we see this road train walking it down this hill. And you have never seen oh, me run so fast. I was legged into this car and I reckon we got the car. I got the car off the road within three minutes of that truck probably hitting it, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> oh God. shit. That was, wow. That was, that's, it was, we'll always remember our first Ferenti, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. excellent. That's excellent. That's, it's good when we had uh, the groups because Keith was driving and we'd all bail out of the car and then he'd get it at least off of the road. Or, yeah. But I think once or twice, like everybody's out of the car, we're like, somebody go get, put the car in park. Like somebody just go and get it. Like, yeah, we're counting and everybody's out here. Who's in there? You're like, yeah, that's. Yeah, so typically, do they do they stand their ground the parentes, or are they taken off, or just... I think if you're a six foot perenti, you don't really. I, I think you I don't, think don't you're really care by a lot. You don't give a shit. Like I, I think know. you're a big ass lizard. So yeah, yeah, they do. Well, I'm gonna ask the guys that know. Shut up. <laughs> a lot more, a lot more. Uh, you know, gonna stand their ground, and depending where they are, if you find them up and near the rocky outcrops, if they know they've got a quick escape route. Often it'll right. duck straight into a cave or a rock hole or something like that. Um, but if you catch them out in the middle of nowhere, there's a fair few of our Aussie branded species that will certainly stand their ground. You know, I'm sure you yeah. guys have seen the classic photos of Panoptes as well. You know, they will step yep. right up and make themselves look impressive. And mm. Spencer's much the same. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I found a juvenile printy once, which which is absolutely amazing and. That thing was mm. gone. There it is. I saw yeah. it for a few seconds and I admired it, and then it was no longer there. <laughs> wow! It just disappeared. That's yeah. excellent. Jesus, that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's definitely awesome. uh, that's another one that's on the dream list for sure. Is uh, a parenti. There's just something about their pattern and their I don't know. This is so impressive. Komodo dragons, cool. bullshit. Bullshit. Who cares about the They're all one color. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I also think because parentes are also still, they're still so rare in U.S. zoos, collections, and things like that, that it's like I'd never actually seen a parenti in person until we went to Australia. So it, there's also that yeah. added level to it is that they're not here. I think we have more lace monitors running around here than we do parentes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's still not overly popular in Australian collections. They still fetch yeah. a fair price, and not yeah. many people breed them. But they've been I guess on the list for a while. I think Josh included, and yeah. I'm like you know, eventually. But the same, yeah, they're not that. They're not that established in captivity here either. They can be quite difficult, you know, if you don't yeah. have room to house. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it's quite a commitment. You know, not many people can give them that kind of requirements. So that's why we've held off mm. um, for now up until when we do move, and we can give them something that is suitable. Um, that, mm -hmm. and, I, and I do think that's why a lot of people don't don't keep them because yeah, they, so. they know that you're not actually able to give that animal its its requirements. Yeah, they're always right. going yeah, yeah. to be a limited market. There's only certain people that can handle them, house them. Sure. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I, I, I'll just admire them in the wild for sure, you know, or in a zoo or something like that or in somebody yeah. else's collection. But uh, one of my favorites for sure, you know, uh, I, I don't know. There's something about them. But, um, yeah, you're right. I, I, so how are you guys going to I – mean, I know you talked about, like, when you guys move up to Cairns, like having mm-hmm. your reptiles outside and stuff. Have you thought about how you're going to – or maybe it's not a big deal – you know, house some like something if you're going to have something like Perenni, which is more of a dry environment, right? Yeah. How, how are you going to accommodate that? Like, do you have a where you're at ideas yeah. on how you do that? Yeah, I've got a idea. I'm going to um, obviously really good ventilation in the enclosure. Um, I'll, right. I'll dig out the substrate and have like a drainage layer so that if it does get water in there, the standing substrate will drain straight to that drainage layer, keep the moisture out of the out of the substrate. Um, probably polycarbonate roofing so that the whole enclosure can be um, can be reasonably dry when we do get high periods of rain up there, but still that sun mm-hmm. as well. Right. So, yeah, we've got, we've got cool. fair ideas. It'll be a bit yeah. of experimenting as well, but um, I'm I'm fairly confident that we'd be we wouldn't have any issues with them out there. Right. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'll stick yeah. with my Ackies and my yeah, Cambridge. Yeah, the biggest thing, making sure everything is cane toe proof. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah substantially high to make sure cane toads can't jump in and but also give us that substrate layer that like a drainage layer to keep it off off the ground and moisture up that that's something i didn't think you even think you'd have to worry about but you're right that would be that would really piss me off if i had this beautiful enclosure outside and a gorgeous animal and a cane toad jumped in and got murdered and took my snake with it i would be very displeased oh yeah but jesus it's, it's a big, it's a, yeah, it's a big issue. Um, it's easy to yeah. 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 It's a lot. Yeah. I have, I had to do lots of searching, you know, at, working in a zoo as well. You know, you've got lots of animals on exhibit you know, right. or exhibits and stuff like that. Part of, part of my job when I was working in Australia zoo was, you know, every morning you, you're keeping an eye out for cane toads and especially, you know, especially in, you come out of dragon exhibits and stuff like that as well. There's, oh my god! You know, so many, there's so many like, yeah, areas where they can get into, and then when they're pretty determined to get somewhere, the old cane toad can find its way into some pretty unusual spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about zoos and like having. Yeah, an, I didn't need that. Didn't even cross my mind. Wow, that that's yeah. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. What happened to the tiger? Well, you know, it's, <laughs> no, that's no. Cane wow. toads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little cane toad took the tiger out, right? Yeah, hell. I mean, that uh, would, yeah. Jeez. So, what's the what's the dream trip besides yeah. the going back to the Kimberley to uh, see the rough scale python? What 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 else is the dream trip? Is, in, uh, is there a dream trip in Australia, and is there a dream trip outside of Australia? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what are they? <laughs> so, uh, um, so for me, um, my my dream trip would be doing all the remote parts of the Kimberley. Um, you know, not areas where people people can exactly get into by road, mm-hmm. but by, you know, accessing the boats and helicopters and getting dropped off in certain areas for a period of time to me. Mm-hmm. That, that is the ultimate, ultimate thing, uh, ultimate trip for me because it's very untouched up there. Um, and an overseas trip, 
It's, that's, that's a very hard one. Um, for, for me, one would probably be um, Galapagos. I'd love to go to Galapagos um, to, to see marine iguanas. It would be a massive, massive tick for me, is, considering that I really do love free diving and diving as, as well as reptile sides of things. Uh, being mm. able to go there and dive and see marine iguanas, uh, for me, would, would something I would, I would certainly never forget. I feel wow. herping the okay. Galapagos is cheating. It's like you walk on, there's the tortoise. There it is. Done. Yeah, I mean that was easy. Next thing, <laughs> like you know, it's <laughs> awesome. Mark, Mark, what about you? Like, is um, it still Kimberly or? Yeah, Kimberly's got to be the biggest one. This is I've got so many new species to find still up there. So many unique species as well. So um, that's yeah, that's really my main go-to in Australia. Um, overseas, I'd really like to get to Africa. I was actually supposed to be in Africa. This, um, like mid last year, when pretty much just as COVID hit, I was um, yeah. in Africa. So the same, not not even just for the reptile side of it, but all your big game animals and sure, yeah, all over there is just incredible and so unique. So that's probably my big overseas bucket list. Mm-hmm. So not, you want yeah. you want to find a ball python, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but I was about to say he's like you know he's working or he's chasing the lapids. I mean, is this all just a Prepare yourself to chase down a mamba. I mean, well. you know, because yeah. I think I think they act different. Like I think it's a little different, but oh yeah, I'd be um, I'd be lying if I didn't say I'd be pretty nervous trying to handle it. I still have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm having fun holding my life in my hands, but I'm having fun. Like yeah, <laughs> it's, that's is there awesome. a specific part of Africa that you would want to go to? Um, oh, I'm. So it's hard, right? It's like where where do you want to go to in Australia for us, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. I imagine it'd be well. I imagine certain things would be different. Like, you know, if you're gonna look for Gaboon Viper, you know, you have to go there. You have to go here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe one of those things. So, the Congo or South right. Africa, or, and then like know. if you're just going for other animals too. Like uh, our friend Zach went and he got to go check out the mountain gorillas, and it'd be like, oh, like you know, if I if I'm there, man, I I want to go do that. Like it's oh, yeah, That's yeah. So, where you'd be spending six months to a year there and trying to do everything because oh god, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are you gonna are you gonna incorporate that into your YouTube channel as well, like Herp in other places? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Awesome. Wait, I'm hoping we can we can go to Madagascar at some yeah. point because I, I was lucky enough to spend a bit of time over in Madagascar. I spent um, months there working, um, and I got to oh, do wow. really really cool herping, and I and I really wish I had some some good uh, camera equipment and filming equipment because I was lucky enough to see some amazing animals. What you find did you find the boas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you find the Um, But I found a tree boa. I got um, so many chameleons. I got Parsons chameleons. Um, I got little brachysia. Um, I got, you know, when we're over there, I got fossa as well. Um, I was lucky enough to get a lot of your really cool endemic species. Wow. So many chameleons, mate. So many chameleons. That's too many chameleons. Yeah. That's wow. Cool. Are they? uh, Yeah. We definitely, we definitely want to, we definitely want to get out uh, more overseas and 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 film it. And you know, we've we we've got a bit of an idea. It would be really cool um, to get to Komodo 
um, when we can. Um, myself and Mark have never been there before. Um, and so we've got some ideas of, of Komodo in certain parts of Indonesia and certain islands that we can, that, that I think we should be able to make pretty entertaining. Yeah. Cool. I mean, even just the things out there of like finding Timor pythons, retics, you yeah. know, white lips, all that fun. Yeah. And now, now you're talking my Indo-Python language. Oh, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, Definitely, yeah. definitely. Madagascar colubrids and Indo pythons. Now nah, you're speaking my language. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. would be that. Owen awesome. enjoys things that bite. <laughs> he likes he likes animals that I like. Bite I like snakes that you know are, are quite cantankerous. Snakes, you know, not like a pet <laughs> rock that you can put a top hat on its head and take <laughs> pictures of it. I prefer it to be an animal. So yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, my my first ever snake. I was nine years old, and um, there was a local breeder, and he had four or five of them on the table, and he's you know told me to choose which one I want, and I was having a look at them, and one of them bit me on the finger and wrapped my finger up straight away. as a little little blonde spotted python. And I was like, this is my snake. This, that's a, yeah, that, that's <laughs> the rule. There's a rule in this house. If it bites you, we have to buy it. Like it's like it. that. My yeah. first ever snake, and I was nine years old, and I've still got her today, and she's gravid uh, in her enclosure. Oh, Ready shit. to drop a bunch of eggs any day now. Nice. Wow. <laughs> she chose you. Charlotte, my little baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's when people people are constantly asking me, how do I make my snake nice? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I've never tried. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. If so, it bites, yeah. it bites. If it doesn't, yeah. Did, like, it, it bit me on the hand. Don't lead with your hand. Like use a hook, you idiot. Like it's. it's so do you guys? Service. Do you guys drop videos on a specific day, or is it like you know, just as you go on a trip and you have something to put up, or? Yeah, we sort of do it at, at our own leisure. We sort of said that when we were starting this. You know, it's it's got to be a thing that. As we've got time for, you know, if it's if okay. we watch other things on, you know, we we bypass it for a while, but we're always we, trying to put footage. So, you know, in the end, when we get the time to compose it all, we'll whack it together. Our aim game, uh, you know, the aim of the game is to at least try and get one video a week out. Um, when okay. the is during the week, we, we're not too fussed, but we now that we're living together and things are a lot easier, you know, it had been, you know, we live three hours apart, so it was rather hard to tee up and, and we've been in COVID lockdown. But now that we live together, we've, you know, we we know this area so well where we're living at the moment and we know right. where we'll be able to find some really cool animals. And so our, our game, aim of the game is to, you know, try and get a video a week out. Um, mm. and, and, and what's going to happen is I'm actually then going to move to Cairns. Um, and Mark's going to be staying down here for a, a period of time. And then I'll, I'll continue to be, trying to get a lot more videos because I'll be in a new area. I've never lived in Cairns before. I've done a lot of herping there, but I'm so excited to find my own new spots and, you know, for different species. So I'll be doing a lot of filming like that. And then Mark is planning on doing a really big trip. Mark yeah. can fill us in on that uh, yeah. early next year until he then meets up uh, me in Cairns and he's moving to Cairns as well. And then we'll be back together filming all the <laughs> filming all episodes. Mark's got a really cool trip, man. Yeah. I'll let him fill you in on that. Yeah, so I've, okay. um, I've got, I'm going to play in this eight, four months away. 
Um, I pretty much travel right around Australia. I spend bulk of my time in WA because that's where most of the stuff I want to find is. But um, mm. yeah, I've been on the road for like four months just trying to get as much footage as I can of all different stuff, mostly reptile related, of course. Um, finding all the new, main things, finding new species I haven't found before over there. But um, at the same time, like I want to go find orcas in the wild, get some footage of that. Um, Jesus. Whale. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, and a lot of diving off, off the WA coast as well, whale sharks. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm so, very so do, do you need somebody yeah. to carry your equipment? You know, yeah, I'll, I mean, like, you know, I'll, I'll hold the boom mic for you if that's what you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll record the footage. No worries. I'll chase you. Yeah, it's just fine. I mean, so I mean, you oh, guys that's just, epic, man. You, I feel you like guys a just got epic trip. Camera bags around. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Everybody needs that. I mean, come on. I'll make sure we have enough icebreakers for all. So it's, um, I'll cook dinner. Uh, whatever you need, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called um, me Butler Burke. Yeah. <laughs> so you you guys just got done. You guys were diving with sharks a little yep. bit ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was the last so, video. Yeah. What what kind of sharks were they? They were gray nurse sharks. Um, okay. So they're, yeah, they're, they're gray nurse sharks. They're listed as threatened, uh, vulnerable. Uh, they're listed as vulnerable here in Australia. Um, they're, they're certainly not in as high numbers as what they only, used to be. There's only a few thousand. Yeah, I think there's only around, around about yeah, 30,000 left yeah. in the wild. Um, and they're actually a fairly timid shark. They, they, mm. They're a rather large shark and they can mm. get quite big. Um, but often or not, they're very, very calm and, and chilled around divers. Yeah, uh, and awesome especially, yeah, scuba diving and free diving, they can be very relaxed with. I've grown up spearfishing. I do a lot of spearfishing. Um, I've had some encounters where uh-huh. they've certainly switched that, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, the smell right. of blood in the water and stuff like that. They've never had a go at me um, exactly, um, but they, they, they are a rather, rather relaxed shark. And the other sharks that you would have seen in there, the small ones that were congregated together, um, those are poor uh-huh. sharks as well. Okay. Um, oh, okay. It was, it was good to get out for that dive. It was, it was a bit... It, it all kind of it was a bit of a weird day like as soon as we got in the water it's really good to stick with a buddy um especially when you're going as far as we were around the islands and stuff and let me tell you an hour north of where we were is one of the biggest great white breeding populations. i was about to ask <laughs> like it's... in that area where we are it is great white uh... sharks. <laughs> full shark city there's a lot of sharks around so we do like to stay close you know, as uh, keep a bit of a buddy system. But as we got down to the water, we've looked up and there's just these whales breaching right in front. Oh, of us. oh dude! Look at Mark said, "Mate, I can't, I can't pass this opportunity up." So I bolted back with all my gear and hooked the drone up and and got some images of that. And Mark started going, "Yeah, I was, I was fully geared up in the scuba gear. And I had so much weight, so heavy and awkward, and just takes so much time to get into it all." I'm like. I'm going to be that slow swimming out there anyway. I was like, I'll just start making my way out. I'll meet you out there. I was free diving, so it's a lot quicker for me. And we planned out the back of this island where these great nurse sharks will hang out. Um, and and I and by the time I got out, I was swimming out. And like, There's no mark around. And, <laughs> and, I, and then I got out the back and the water was really churning. There was a lot of bait fish around. Like it was... It was feeling sharky, and I couldn't see Mark anywhere. So I was, I hung around through a bit and, 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 and had a little poke around, and then I thought, you know what, it's probably best to, to, to head back in. And then it got right. 
because I was worried. I didn't know what had happened to Mark because considering right. last time we went scuba diving, <laughs> this bloke nearly died. He lost his GoPro. He smashed it. Now you can fill in this. What story. happened there? Oh, we, we don't have a good track record. With we <laughs> last time, it was fairly still day. And um, and we just saw like the same. We're looking for grain earth sharks in around rocks and that. You're similar to herping. You're looking for good habitat. So, right. so sort of, I was, Josh and myself sort of, nestled into these around the edge of the rocks look for nurses and um and i've gone down on scuba and i sort of lost josh so i was like oh, i'll come up and and try and spot him from the surface it's a lot easier and where i've come up I've, i popped up right next to the rocks in a really awkward spot and um so i sort of shit myself <laughs> i try to as hard as i can out away from the rocks as soon as i've done that this like group of waves has just come straight after and washed me up into the rocks and i've got oh, shit. and i've got all my scuba gear on GoPro's on a, it was strapped to my arm on a stick, so you know, you can sort of get the footage and that. And um, and I've got sort of tumbleweeded into the first set of rocks off this first wave, and then it's pushed me over that set of rocks and then into the, like a gully. And I'm like, I'm trying to swim out of that gully, then the next wave's hit me and pushed me into the next set of rocks again. And I'm sort of, I've still got my scuba rig and it's getting thrown out of my mouth each time, the, each time I hit the rocks. I'm sort of like desperately trying to grab this rag and put it back into my mouth so I can take some breaths before I get tumbleweeded again. And in the end, I got washed up onto the third set of rocks and that was sort of um, protected enough that I could sort of climb up and, and get out of the way of the, of the, um, of the waves. <laughs> I've looked down and the, the stick that my GoPro was on was snapped clean in half. Uh, <laughs> was, holy shit. The go, it looked like the GoPro mount and everything. That was, it was the actual stick that broke in half. That's how much I sort of hit these rocks with the impact. <laughs> oh wow! So I sort of got wow. up, myself up on the rocks and composed myself and looked out and couldn't find Josh anywhere. <laughs> so I sort of sat there for a bit, got my breath back, and then um and then yeah, so sort of swam back out and we sort of met up on the beach. And he had no idea any of that had happened. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hold of about four minutes, so I was down there with the fishes having a great time. <laughs> He's getting beat the hell up and yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, but like, this is. Well, a week, not even a week before I was about to do that Cape York trip. And, um, mm. and like, yeah, like, we're so thankful, like, Lisa from Top End Bythons because I just hit her up. I was like, um, I lost my GoPro. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> you know, straight away, she's looked after it and sorted it all out for us. You know, yeah, it's been amazing how you Wow. Massive shout out to them for that. Yeah. They've yeah. taken a leap of faith in us and we're, we're very thankful. Yeah. So, yeah. Gosh, we, 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 yeah, she speaks very highly of you guys life. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, with spearfishing your whole life, have you had any really close encounters with, like, say, a white shark or anything like that? That would be kind of be a little more of like you saw your soul leave your body kind of a thing. (laughs) My soul has left my body numerous times. Several times? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, As well as my dignity a couple of times, too. Yeah, there. But, uh, yeah, I've never actually seen a great white shark in the flesh. Um, okay. So I haven't had an encounter with a great white, but bull sharks, however, and bronze whaler sharks, um, mm-hmm. I've had a couple of encounters with. Uh, one of the, the closest beach to where I used to live, where I did a lot of my spear fishing, is pretty renowned for having a lot of bull sharks about. Um, the biggest, the one time that I've been the most scared is with spear fishing. It was my, I was with my friend and we were, we were a fair bit offshore, you know, we we're a, Good, I'd say 600, 700 meters offshore um, at this bombing where we were doing, you know, fairly deep, deep dive spear fishing. And 
we're spearing and this this little tinny, this little boat came along and it's pulled over. He's like, look, fellas, I was fishing just up there, just letting you know that every time I've caught a fish, there's been a, two big bull sharks hanging around, snapping my line off. Anyway, catches later, and he kept driving. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> bye. So, like, no, in the middle of nowhere. You know, you want to give us some lift back, mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good luck. What? Yeah. Like, uh, thanks for letting us know. So, yeah, yeah get the heart rate raising even more. So he's he's left. He's gone. And um, uh, and so we decided that we should probably start moving back a little closer to shore. And sure enough, as we started, um, these two very, very large bull sharks were hot on our tail, um, coming right into it like where our fins were and almost like having a little nip at our fins and turning last minute. And these are big sharks, you know. These are take-your-leg-off kind of sharks. Um, and, you know, oh, the biggest thing is, you know, you want to – keep your body facing them. You want to be facing them the whole time and um, you want to keep that keep that distance but really remain as calm as you possibly can in those situations. Let me tell yeah, you, that, that's, that's what I would be thinking. Remain calm. Remain yeah. calm. <laughs> but as soon as rocks, I was like Mark on Scooby Gear, but it was uh, it was on purpose. I was like, throw me on the rocks, waves. <laughs> Get me out of here. Yeah. Oh man! Cuts that right center, but it was worth it because I survived. <laughs> nice. Wow, man! Fish, they our fish. But we we have our fish on the line, which is which is a bit further away from us. Mm. Which is um, you know pretty much pretty safe practice to do so. Um, it was once they finished eating those fish, they decided to uh, go Come a little closer. Other ideas. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. We're That's really excited nice. to incorporate so much of that stuff too. It's not just going to be reptiles. We're gonna we want to have a good over rounder, all rounder of, of what we want to show. <laughs> right. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. That's what, that, like I said, that's what I sort of enjoy about the the channel that you, that you got going on. But um, well, we're we're at the you know uh, the two hour mark, and uh, yeah, Owen likes to ask some closing questions, and then uh, yeah, so he's I'm gonna leave it to it. Fantastic. I mean, we've already we've already answered a couple of them, but you know we kind of haven't gotten into it. I mean, we talked about where you guys would want to go herping around the world and yeah. stuff like that, but what would you be hoping to find? I know you guys are talking about marine iguanas and stuff like that, but what's your one thing that you really want to see in the wild anywhere on the world? Mine, I know I said marine iguanas and, and galapagos, mm -hmm. and that is something I'm very excited for, but the probably one of my biggest ticket items, which is almost seems like a little bit out of reach for for this point in time is Bolans pythons. I would love to see a Bolans in the wild. That really? would be a very, very risky herb trip, but let me yeah. tell you, it would, it would certainly be one that you'd remember. And that's, I've always been fascinated by Bolans. I've absolutely loved them. I've, you know, I've got the book of, you know, seeing, you know, the spots where, you know, they religiously return to, and you can actually pick where a python's been because yeah. they've flattened it down that much. Um, Seeing one of them in the wild would be would be the ultimate for me. And like I said, it seems like a very sketchy place to go to um, and can yeah. be dangerous. Um, but one day, 
I mean, it's certainly I've never shied away from doing anything dangerous <laughs> in the past, and I highly doubt I will in the future. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, have you seen one in the flesh at all, ever, or anything like that? I was lucky enough to see one at uh, San Diego Zoo in the flesh. There you go, yeah. And I stood there, and I watched it for about 40 minutes, and it did nothing, <laughs> but I watched it for 40 minutes anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said, our, our friend Keith has a couple, and yeah. – uh, he let us hold the one the one time and it actually like bluffed, like swung at me. And that was oh. one of those moments where you saw your soul leave your body because yeah. that, it has a very, very big head. And you're yeah. like, nope, that would have hurt a lot. Like, <laughs> thank you for not oh, actually. Yeah. yeah, but that's cool. That would be a fun one. Um, Mark, what about you? Oh, it's a hard reptile wise. I'd say probably Black Mamba would be my big one to see in the wild. Just so much respect for that species. Um, <laughs> incredible. Um, but like, as far as I like, I'd literally love to see a tiger in the wild. That's probably, uh, that's probably big, you know, um, up there high than even a black mamba, you know, just, um, just all wildlife really, not just yeah. reptile specific. That's awesome. All right. So, um, would you guys be adding anything to your, anything to your collections yeah. this year and what will they be? <laughs> Once we move, yeah, we've got quite a few things on the on the wish list. <laughs> my top of my wish list um, yeah. for once we move is uh, Prasnets, emerald, emerald tree monitors. I think that's probably both of ours. Yeah, we're both on them. Okay. They're, they're very new to the scene here in Australia, and I know that they're you know they're quite a popular pet. Um, you know, a lot of collections have them more so than over here in Europe and America, and mm. they're, they're very new on the scene here. There's been for years they've been on our license, but you know that no one's really had them. But you know, people have had them, but aren't breeding them exactly. And mm. but yeah, they're, they're readily available now. Kind of long story short, they've still got a very hefty price tag. Um, but that is that is a species that I'm I'm really excited excited to keep. Yeah. Um, we're both excited to keep a lot more varanids. Yeah. You know, being able to keep them outdoors okay. and. Uh, and yeah, that's it. He gets Ackies and he gets Kimberly Rock monitors, and then he apparently now I've lost him to Varanid. Like I gotta drag him back. Into oh, whole, like, that's that's thing. I'm sorry. And he has a blue tongue skink too. So yeah. In his defense, yeah. Kimberly Rock monitors. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. I mean, they would they would be they would be my pick if I were to start getting into little lizards. So yeah. I watched them for two hours. Yeah, right there. Uh, the other day. <laughs> no, 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 no. When I was off, my day off, I'm editing podcasts and whatnot, and just like, you know, you see the the light clicks on. So I have the sunlight from the room come in first, and then the light will click on, and UV will click on, all that kind and of stuff. They'll come scampering. But like out. they'll go up to the top and they'll fight each other for the basking spot, and you know, it, it you know, it's it's the only way I get to, uh, you know. Get my Australia fix is just you know, yeah. I have this little, watching the little, little uh, lizards. you know, exoterra-sized uh, chunk of Australia <laughs> computer room, you know. But that's awesome, uh, man. I'm, I'm jealous. I wish I had those pieces myself, mate. Sorry, yeah, you're, you're very, <laughs> very, very cool. Just very cool. Get up there, Kimberly's and Pilbara's. We love to get all of rock monitors, they're just incredible. Oh, yeah, holy shit. The I'm, I'm, I'm excited up there to. To try something new for me, and, and that's keep um, file snakes. Um, I've never. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I really like to. I've, I've kept them at work before in, in a zoo collection. You know, I've worked with a few, but I'd like to. I'd like to do it at home, and that's uh, 
them and McClay's water snakes are two species that I'm, I'm looking forward to giving a crack at, um, you know, keeping because I know it's, it can be a little bit harder, you know, keeping aquatic species of reptile and it takes things to a, a whole new level of herb keeping, which is the stuff that I'm always excited to give a go and, and try and learn the best practices as best we can. We're both sort of keen to get into aquariums up there as well. Obviously down here, you know, it's quite expensive to run heating, heating aquarium. You can only yeah. take up rooms. So I'm the same. Yeah. I want to get um, some freshwater stingrays when I move up there. They're another one of the best bucket lists for me. So. That, yeah, the other problem is Frank you guys, I mean, you guys are into like reptiles, like, you know, <laughs> aquatic stuff. Like, I, I mean, you're like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to get these things. And then we're going to have a saltwater tank over here. And then we're going <laughs> to. It's like, that's like, that's that would be that's like if he and that's like if he and I ever got a farm, he'd be like, what are you doing? This is where the kangaroos will go. And if you have a problem with that, you can go and put whatever you want over there. Like yeah. uh, this is for my kangaroos. Like and that's, I could see that, and I and I like the freshwater stingray idea and all of this stuff. It just you know, and I also enjoy the file snakes. That's got to be something different too, because that that's got to be interesting. So uh, a good our good friend uh, Tony Dura, uh, he's uh, out in California, and he yeah. keeps it. He keeps the New Guinea um, version Yelp. of those, and. Um, he uh he's had some pretty good success so if you're if you're looking for some tips and stuff you should uh i think it's uh re revision reptiles yeah facebook or instagram he posts up a lot because it's such a species that you don't see really that well in captivity and i think people a lot of people get you know nervous about keeping an aquatic snake i guess you know but uh he's re he's really dialed it in and uh it, yeah they're it's, really it's pretty cool, cool. Yeah. And, we'll, and, have, we'll definitely have to have some chats with him that's for sure yeah Hey, yeah, he's got yeah. the uh, he's got the tank with the live fish that these things every once in a while he'll put up a video of one of them <sighs> taking out a fish and just wrapping it up and swallowing it down. Yeah, I've seen that thing actually. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, you know, uh, did you did you hit on all the questions, Evan? I hit on the ones that we had. In, they already told me where they wanted to go herping, so we just talked about. <laughs> okay. The yeah, yeah, yeah. They want okay. to. Go, apparently, they want to go with Ari up the mountain, like to go find some bull and I at one point, which is. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then look at mambas. So you can't go with them to go look at mambas, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all right. So you know, I'm je super jealous that you guys are getting to go. On your You're herping leaving, trip, but I, I like in, like an wish hour, you like. much success <laughs> yes. and look forward to seeing some uh, some cool videos uh, coming off of that trip. And um, yeah, man, anytime you guys want to come on or any way we can uh, help you or whatever, yeah, you know, you just give a shout a, out. If you guys have a kick ass trip and you want to pop on and yeah. tell us how it freaking went, come on, and tell not? us about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Come and rub it in our faces. We'll only hate you a little bit. So. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, guys. It's honestly greatly appreciated. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Do you yeah. guys have a um, website you want to toss out there? The YouTube channel? Anything else you want to put out there for people to find you guys to check out your stuff? Um, yeah. It's mainly just a, a, a YouTube at the moment. Um, Josh mm -hmm. and Green, his Wild Aussie Adventures. But Mark, yeah, yeah, Mark has Instagram, Mark Green 13. Uh, uh, the, the I've got a reptile specific one as well. Mark underscore um, Green underscore reptiles. And mine's okay. uh, Josh Hatton 16. So it's just my name is 16 at the end, really. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can. 
there's what we call a, a, an Australian wanker shot with me feeding the crocodiles my food. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Right. We, we, we we know of the wanker shot, you know. No, we, we've we've taken several ourselves. Yeah. Um yeah. So So here's a here's the question. Um, do you guys post like when you're on your trips, do you post stuff to Instagram as you're on your trips, like little sneak uh, peeks and stuff like that? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. oh, oh, that, yeah, you're about to get several new followers. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we we, we uh, I'm certainly probably on there a little bit more than Mark, but I like to get up a couple of good teasers and you know show some okay. of the areas that we're going through, and we we try and we'll we'll, we'll post some animals, um, but usually not the best quality shots of them. And then, and, okay. then, and then you guys can see the really good stuff. Yeah, you save the good stuff for. Yeah, I got you. All right, yeah. I get you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on and taking the time and chatting with us. And like I said, you know, open invite whenever uh, you want to come on and chat about a trip or something new you found or the trip to the Kimberly. If we didn't make it there before, no, uh, no, before no, you did, no, or... no, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to. As much as I we wish can you leave guys Owen off of that one. No, yeah, I don't want to be there. I don't want to uh, hear you guys uh, find a rough scale python. As much as I would be happy for you, it would hurt me greatly. <laughs> So oh, I would know. have to hear about it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 cool. it might be a while before yeah. we can anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all meet up in the Kimberly. We'll just make that up. Everybody goes together. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. And then and then we'll have to give a shout out to uh to, to Lisa and Darren uh top end pythons for sure. Uh yeah. I don't I guess are they I know they they have uh, they're on Facebook and uh, I guess they're on Instagram too, right? Yeah, yeah. Top end pythons, okay. Top end pythons, yeah. They're, they're, they're very cool. Quite a large snake breeding facility down in Sydney. Um, so yeah. one in the Sydney and Central Coast region that wants to buy some snakes, definitely hit them up. Hit them up. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I only wish I could hit them up. I I would be sending you piles and piles of cash. <laughs> <laughs> if only order lists <laughs> yeah uh-oh owen uh evacuated the area i guess right. anyway <laughs> he probably got booted somehow we had enough of him um but yeah uh again thanks guys and uh yeah really appreciate uh you coming on and uh chatting with us so uh thanks. best of luck on your trip and uh yeah uh, owen's back thank you uh, any last words owen uh,